usually do, Paul, we do this thing called jazz hands like this. Okay. That's how we get warmed up. So okay. we are live right now. Can we possibly see jazz hands from, Leo from <laughs> yeah. jazz hands? He's jazz handing it up. Walter's jazz handing it. <laughs> I'm jazz handing it. We are live. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. This is episode 219. 219. The last one. Before your big ass road trip. Yes, I was. I see. I was trying to leave that pregnant pause in there to kind oh, of okay. like make everyone say, "What the last episode? <laughs> Not the last episode ever. The last one uh, before we go on the road trip, and uh, probably for a couple of weeks because I'll be on the road for a couple of weeks. But of course, you know, I'll still be posting stuff, making videos, doing live stuff, and all that till we get back. And so to celebrate that, we have this awesome gentleman right here, legally armed. America on YouTube. Paul, how's it going, man? What's up, Hank? How's it going, man? Great, great. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. I know you you usually do your you usually do your own live show at this time, right? Yeah, About this time. Well, I think an hour later, but we're a one hour show. So I'm hoping everybody will migrate over here, at least in your second hour. Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, appreciate you coming in. We we also have joining us tonight. This Live generation. from Safety Harbor, Florida. <laughs> Walter Keller. Yes, you've never seen me before. Yes, Walter Keller Keller. <laughs> yeah, had to get him to come on, man, for the last, you know, the last hurrah until we get back. So um, there's so much going on. There's so much going on, Paul. I know you talk about current events and stuff like that. You know, you're the special guest tonight. I want to encourage everyone, by the way, out there to hit the thumbs ups. I am going to um, go through here in a second and shout out everyone in the chat. Um, and, and Paul, if you see, I don't know if you've got a separate window open with the chat. Yeah. So if you see any of your folks that are coming over, welcome okay. to those guys. But let's shout them out as well when we go through. Um, anything Anything big going on in the news for you? Well, yeah, actually, I pulled a couple of things up here. Um couple of things I would have normally talked about on my stream. Um, of course, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, we got another Supreme Court justice named. There's some mixed news out there about Brett. Uh, well, let me call him Mr. Kavanaugh because it's not like I know him personally. But he's. I've heard some people talk about how he had actually um, was part of the dissent in the Heller. Um, I guess, really? Uh, yeah, and that's not true. Uh, people misunderstand okay. that. That's not mm -hmm. If you go back in there, and of course you have to, you have to dig pretty deep into all of the Heller business that took took place back then. Right. <clears throat> he disagreed with some things in Heller, but he agreed with the final decision. So mm -hmm. that's a big difference, you know. As, as much that went on uh, back then during the Heller uh, judgment, you can't say that because somebody agreed with one small piece of it that they uh, that they were against Heller. I mean, yeah. clearly he was for it in the final decision. In fact. He wrote a dissent in a judgment that um, actually, uh, I think it was in the uh, D.C. district, I believe, that they were trying to uphold the ban against AR-15s or on AR-15s in the D.C. area. And he actually was the only one that dissented from that because he used Heller as his argument. Mm -hmm. that because of Heller, the AR-15s should also not be banned in the D.C. area. So in my opinion, he's been a pretty staunch supporter of the Second Amendment. And, you know, it's not it's never been popular for anybody in politics to support AR-15s. And he actually did it from the bench. So mm -hmm. to me, I think we have a good shot right there. 
Um, I've often told people that my biggest thing with the Trump election was not Trump. It was the fact that we would be appointing at least one Supreme Court justice. And now, actually, we're going to get two. Yeah, we so, might we uh, might get we might get three. I get another one. If old, um, <laughs> Knock on some kind of wood. Right, right. right. <laughs> If olive oil passes away. Well, there's a very good chance she won't wake up from one of her naps one day. And I don't mean in an <laughs> ugly way, but she's she she is known for dozing off every now and then. Sleeping uh, during the State of the Union and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah. Something like that. I think that's why Kennedy was leaving. He's getting tired yeah. of her freeloading all that. Yeah, you're referring to RBG, right? Exactly, exactly. So I think that it's a good thing. Um, again, I've even told people that, look, you know, as much as I would like to see Trump with some of the things that he's doing get reelected, I'm more concerned with what's already happened. You know, if we get I don't think we'll ever get another Republican president. That's just my opinion. Um, you mean in never in never? Well, the way, the, the way we're opening the borders up, I feel like that it's going to be really tough to get uh, another Republican president. That's just my thoughts on it. So okay. I feel like as long as we can secure the Supreme Court, I'm at least happy about that. Yeah. Did you want to respond to that, Walter? I wouldn't say never. Um, yeah, well, I, I think I see where you're Every, going. Everything is cyclic. The world, everything in the world is cyclic. You're running these big cycles and, and you know, like you have peaceful times and you have times that aren't so peaceful. Um, you have times of peaceful leaders and you have times of not so peaceful leaders. And I think we're circling back to the not so peaceful time. So, um, yeah, but we're yeah. definitely getting a big, like what's happening is the, that pendulum swinging, right? And uh, what what these guys are trying to do right now is is swing that pendulum back the other way. They I'm thinking they're hoping the next time Trump runs, they make him a one term president. I don't know that that's going to happen. But if if he gets the second term, then they're going to go into like you probably have never seen anything like that in your life. Because look at what's happening now. I've never seen anything like this ever in terms of the amount of hate. (laughs) Right. Well, and let me rephrase if they are successful at their uh, immigration type policies, which um, they won't I, be. I, that would if they if they're successful in opening the borders up like they want to, then that would that would end it. Now, I will say this, which is very unusual for me being down here in the south close to Mexico. Um, I, I have a construction business and a lot of the folks that I work with, probably half of them are Mexicans, guys. And these guys are very staunch Catholics and very staunch right. conservatives. It's the most unusual thing in the world to see these people that really believe on a daily basis, just like we believe on everything, and then go pull a lever for a Democrat because the Democrats are saying that, hey, we're for you. It's, it's amazing how the Democrats can rob a cause from somebody mm-hmm. and actually steal these voters. I mean, these are not these people are truly not liberals. They're as staunch, probably more conservative than we are. Ninety five percent of Mexico are Catholic. Yeah, um, so ask, ask ask Black America about Democratic Party. Right, right. Walter Walter beat me to it. <laughs> they've been using them like a Trojan since since after World War II, and 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 they're finally some of these people are finally starting to wake up. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. I think that I think that what you're saying is right for lots of different um, cultures that come to America or that are in America. I think there's like exactly what Walter's saying. I think there's a lot of black people in America that agree with a lot of the things that we do. Like you said, these people go to church. 
They believe in certain things. They want to be able to defend themselves and defend their homes and all this kind of stuff. But yes, there's something that uh, there's some kind of brainwashing and mind control that goes on out there. <laughs> and when they get to the polls, someone makes them believe, oh, this guy's evil. We can't vote for him just because of, you know, of what that old, um, that old, that old white guy, yeah. old white guy used to be in the Klan. He's going to take care of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, that ain't going to work like that. You know, it's funny along that same lines as far as them robbing a, uh, a voter base um, at the uh, NRA show in Dallas. Of course, that was a quick drive for us. I sat down with two guys from Puerto Rico. Now, remember Puerto Rico? Was it Kathy was the hurricane that just obliterated Puerto Rico last year? Mm-hmm. These two guys are from they live in Puerto Rico and they're holster manufacturers. Good guys. They have a big store over there in Puerto Rico. And when you talk to these guys, they will tell you now these are not very wealthy guys. They're middle-class guys. They will tell you Puerto Ricans love Donald Trump. He said, man, we don't understand. We come over here, we watch the news and people are saying how Puerto Ricans, you know, want Donald Trump's head on a platter and that he's, you know, uh, he's forsaken us and all this. He's like, man, you go to Puerto Rico, they absolutely love the guy. And he said the suffering that they're talking about in Puerto Rico is not true. They said they live right in the heart of Puerto Rico and where the, where the hurricane ran through and they don't see it. And I was like, man, if you if you ask me everything that I see, Puerto Rico hates Donald Trump and that they, they feel like they've been betrayed by him. And they said, absolutely not. We love this guy. And everybody there pretty much loves him, except for guess what? The mayor, that liberal mayor that is <laughs> I forget where the area is, but yeah. they're, they're going to put the mic in front of her because she's the one that's screaming the loudest. And he said, that's probably one of 10 people who don't like Donald Trump in Puerto Rico. She's yeah, the one, I, she's, she's the one stealing the most. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, I think it's the mayor and the media. That's what the problem yeah. is. I think there's lots of people in America that like what Donald Trump's doing. Yeah, I mean, and, and remember, the, lot, America was not supposed to vote for him. And there's right. lots of his, lots of Hispanics that like Donald Trump because yes. they realize, just like the black folk are starting to realize, that letting millions of illegal people in the country stealing the jobs from the people that that used to fill those jobs. Right. For example, you know. It used to be back in the old days when I was a kid, you didn't see Mexicans doing working and doing yard work and construction. There was a lot of blacks and there was a lot of different different nationalities and different races. You know, so th- those illegals that will work for nothing are putting the uh, the people that, are, that live here out of the job thing because they can't they can't compete money wise. Right. So, and one thing that I, the biggest complaint that I hear from a lot of the Hispanics down here. Um, you know, these guys are, are, are folks that have already spent thousands of dollars of their own hard-earned money to be legal right, citizens right. of America. And there's one guy that is a very good friend of mine from Honduras. He's a very good guy, very strong, uh, staunch Christian man. And he's just a good, good down-to-earth person, good family man, sends his kids to private school, very, you know, involved in his church. And he's been trying. Now, now hear what I'm saying. He's been trying to become a U.S. citizen for six years, mm-hmm. six years. He spent over $5,000 of his own money through attorney's fees and everything else, and he still is not an American citizen. However, all these people want to go to the front of the line and pass <laughs> him up, get to the front of the line. He said, do I get my money back? You know, yeah. do, what happens to me? So is he – so, okay, is he, does he have legal status? Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, this that's pretty much how it works. Um, I, I'm an immigrant to America myself. And that's how it works. It's really tough. Everyone that, you know, and I'll be honest with you, we came with a visa legally through the airport, landed in JFK, overstayed that visa. 
And then we put through all the paperwork and everything, you know, where we had to declare that we were here and, and do all that kind of stuff in the, t- that was a, we got here in 1983. Um, most of my, like my brother didn't get his stuff because he was too old. The rest of us got everything in 1992 because we went, we did all the legal stuff. In the meanwhile, there were amnesties and things like that that other people got. We didn't qualify for it because we'd already started all this paperwork and that's how crazy the system is. And you never had you your know. kids ripped from your arms by Donald Trump during that period no. of time, right? No, I mean, I was a, I was a kid, my, my parent, you know, I came okay. here with my parents. My dad, my dad has a master's degree from Brunel in London, which is the best engineering, university on the face of the planet and it was in, it was insanely difficult for us to get status here and by the way my parents were born british citizens and we lived in england um you know right before we lived in america we lived in nigeria before that we lived in england and even though my parents were born british citizens uh, you know i'm from guyana right before i was born guyana claimed the sovereignty so they gave up that citizenship england told my dad even though he had that master's degree and everything get the hell out Wow. You know, and, and my sister was born there. So she's a uh, British citizen. They said, you can leave your daughter. We'll put her in an orphanage, but you have to get the hell out. <laughs> that, that was in the late 70s. So this is this is the problem with what's going on around the world. It's kind of the way if anyone ever wonders why I see things this way, it's because I, I know from experience. <laughs> right. What kind of crap is going on in the world? And the people in England, like right now, you know, we're talking, you know, Trump's in England right now. And they're giving him a hard time like there's some kind of yeah. super awesome people and have done nothing wrong in the world. Yeah. Nobody calls England on that. No, no. So, I mean, I actually you know what? The 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 the, the Trump baby, I actually think is pretty awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen a picture of you. I need to see a picture. I might make a, I might make a patch out of it. Google Trump baby right now because I heard so about awesome. it. I heard it's got hair in a chest and everything. Oh yeah, I just saw it shortly. It's and I, awesome. Yeah, I love it. They they think that they are discouraging us and they don't understand what they are doing to the. See, they world. don't. They don't. They don't get it. They're just like the the leftists here. The more you make fun of him, and the more you, the more he gets more popular. They're making yeah. him into a god, and they, they shouldn't do he it. Doesn't, he doesn't tippy toe around that stuff. No. He, he tells the, the Englishman exactly what he thinks. And if you don't like it, well, yeah, here, here's the story. You know, here, here's the deal at NATO. Yeah. You need to I think they're up. making a huge mistake. They're making they I don't I don't think they understand this. I don't think they get what they're doing. A certain, a certain part of the population is just like a certain part of the population here. That's they, they're not taking their medicine. Right. Um, and then there's another part of England that's very much fed up with all the bullshit. Um that knows what's going on and and how bad it's getting and all that and they're and they're fed up with it but it don't work like here where you just vote somebody out it's not as easy as here no yeah so uh, and so, you can't and you can't get on the interweb over in england and say the things we say they'll come and arrest your ass oh yeah absolutely there's no such thing as a first amendment there <laughs> no 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 and and if you god forbid you you insult or you interrupt or you um make a light of a, a person of another um religion <clears throat> from the middle east um <laughs> now you can't go and you can't go out and read the bible on the street they'll arrest you but you can go out and and yeah. uh and pray and get your prayer rags down and do all that junk and and they think that's just wonderful you know, yeah so. There's nothing close to freedom in England. That's what they don't understand. But uh, someone in England, deflate one of those Trump babies, wrap it up for me, and mail it, please. Yeah, bring it here. Bring it here, please. Because uh, I want one. 
So, um, you know, there's so many things to talk about. I'm going to do a little bit of shouting out. I don't know if you see any of your folks here in the chat. You can shout them out, Paul, if you'd like to. Um, there's so many things we want to talk about. We were talking about uh, Mexico and, and people don't understand that there's Mexicans, for example, that that feel the same way that we do as well. Why would um, why would you why, why would you know that, that whole thing about, you know, I want to welcome all of our brothers and that kind of stuff. They're not your brothers. These people are here to steal your stuff. Well, not all of them. Not all of them. All right, say it back up here. But there's a lot of bad folk coming across the border, you know, and we, we yeah. got it. Well, my people, well, my people who left Mexico to get away from those people. And that's oh. why they came to America. And they came right. here for opportunities and right, right, all of that right, kind right. of stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, they well, came my, to America because America is a fair, it's not the fairest, listen, no place on the face of this planet is, uh, you right. know, 100% perfect. But in America, they knew they would have a better chance. More importantly, they knew their children would have a better chance. That's why they came here. So it's a weird thing. You might see, um, like, what's the name of this guy? George Lopez simulating oh, peeing. peeing on, yeah. yeah, he was peeing on Trump's uh, star in Hollywood. Not everyone feels that way. I don't believe he's a citizen of the United States, is he? Is he, is he from, I thought, is he from another country? I mean, a, a citizen, that is. Or is he actually a uh, U.S. citizen? Let me, let me Google that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good I'm, idea. I'm not exactly sure if he is or not. Not that, not that he's here illegal or anything, but I thought for some yeah. reason I heard that he wasn't. But I might be mistaken. I could be mistaken. I would assume that he's uh, Mexican. <laughs> I wish somebody would have walked up when he's doing that, kick him right in the fucking ass. Hard as they could. You know, I'm just, that's what some of these people need. They need a good ass cooking. <laughs> I mean, hate to say it, but, you know. Yeah. So Maybe something to reboot their computer. So oh. Speaking of the Trump baby, um, I guess, do you have a PG-13 uh, crowd here, Hank? Um, no, we, we, we curse. We do whatever we okay. want to do. So. All right. Here's the meme. Good. If you can see it, the meme that I just saw, uh, if you can see that. <laughs> 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 Wait a second. Is that um that, that's the Trump that, baby uh, below? Yeah, yeah, like that, says it looks like a shithole to me. Yeah, but that looks like um that looks like um London Bridge and Big Ben and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. Oh, that'll get him riled up. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um so listen, let's let me uh first of all let's answer this question on George Lopez because I think that's a good he was born April 23rd, 1961, Mission Hill, Los Angeles, California. Okay, so he's a US citizen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh his parents were migrant workers. Uh so there you go. Oh, so were my so were my grandparents when they first moved here too. Yeah. Um <laughs> here's what we do. Here's what we do with George Lopez. Um please, George Lopez, let us know where all your houses are so that we can use your houses as shelter for all the families coming across the border. They can live. They don't have to be separated. They, they can, can live all live in, in your house. Yard. Yeah. You know, you can totally be responsible for them. Wow. You know, all that kind of stuff. Wow. You want to simulate peeing, whatever you want to do. You know, back in the old days, I don't know off. if it is now, but back in the old days when my, my, my father's family came from Europe after World War II, you had to be sponsored by someone. Yeah, uh, when we came, we had to be sponsored by someone. Right, and they were sponsored by a farmer in Louisiana, in Natchitoches, Louisiana, who basically sponsored them for labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they yeah. lived. They lived on a farm, and and you know, owed their soul to the company store kind of thing. You know, until my grandfather said, "The hell with that, got the hell out of Dodge." But yeah, but yeah, so that's how it goes. When uh, when we came here, my dad went from being a college professor in Nigeria. He was sponsored by a guy that was starting his own company in housekeeping. And my dad went to sweeping and mopping floors. 
and uh, I, I used, yeah, I used to work with him sometimes, uh, worked with him in a whole bunch of different places. Yeah, you do what you got to do, man. Yeah. There's no shame in the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you know what it takes to be here in America, there's no shame in the game. And that's what we're saying. Like, I'm not I've never said that there should be no immigration immigration. Oh. We need to make rules. Everyone follows them. It needs to be fair. And the and the good people that are trying to come to America that America needs right. need the ability to, to come here properly and not be shoved to the back of the line, even though they're doing. And the, the, right the rules thing. are the same, whether you're from Central America or you're from Central Asia or you're from Central Europe. The rules are all the same. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what. Yeah. What, whether yeah. you have parents or whether you have babies, you know, all that crap, that that sensitivity stuff. No. Same rules for everybody. Right. And just yes. like we you have to pass the health test like you had to do when my parents came here. If you weren't healthy, you weren't admitted. No. Mm-hmm. You could be quarantined whenever you try to immigrate into the country. I mean, it's, it wasn't like you just walked right through and strolled yeah. across and went to I mean, a Burger King or that, something like that's that. That's why we have all these weird-ass diseases in the country now that we haven't had in years because you're just letting these people flow in. And it's like, you know, what measles, measles and all these other things with, you know, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think there might be a way that we can we can we can probably get Elon Musk to create a wormhole <laughs> that we put it on the border instead of instead of like a wall we put a wormhole there and when people go in that wormhole they just zoop and wind up in England. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> let's they see. would love that. <laughs> let's see. I can't bring a banana into the country, but I can bring a Mexican <laughs> into the country. You, yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't bring a. You, you can't be a. You get. Yeah, you'll get in trouble. You'll get. You'll get thrown in the jail by the TSA if you bring right. an apple in accidentally. Right. But yeah, you can drag a Mexican in, or you can right. drag a, a an Iranian coming through Mexico. You know, I mean, I yeah. wonder if the Mexican was holding your banana from Mexico, <laughs> you could still get the banana in. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I mean, <laughs> we got we've got more of that. Okay, let me really quick. I'm going to go through here and try to shout out people in chat: uh, Michael Bender, Christopher Williams, Richard Hughes, Boss Hog, uh, The Archangel, Caviar Hound. Uh, let's see, Chris Bullis, SoCal Gunner, Joe Carpenter, and let's see who else we got. Imposter, the Anku, um, Strange Media Moderator, Gerald Loafers as well, Donna Brennan, and let's see who else. STL Storm Spotter. I see lots of people. Special K is in here. If you see any of your people, Paul, let us know. Greg 98K. Um, I think we have some of the same, you know, the same folks that uh, support both of us. I see the Tyvin show. Shout out to the Tyvin show there. Let's see who else. Who else we got? Larry Fulton, Ridge Runner, Richard Portella, Mubut, Josh V, RTS guy. Uh, Lucretia Hughes is in here. Shout out to Lucretia. Lucretia Hughes, uh, Razor JB as well. George Leak, uh, Kenny Van Cleve, Lynn Holt. Um, let's see. KS Harris. I'm just trying to go through these real quick. Brag Mo, um, Big Mo, Gary Frazier, Dwayne Herman. Lots of people in here. I probably just skipped right down through that, but uh, I see Mike Bryan as well. Cyrus 308. <clears throat> Carolina EDC reviews from North Carolina. CB, all those kinds of folks in there. Um, shout, shout out to everyone. If you want a specific shout out, let us know. Let me know. Let Paul know. Uh, let Walter know for that matter. We're all I, in the chat. I do want yeah. to point out that uh, one of your viewers, Archangel, also uh, looks at a lot of our stuff, and he's the one that kind of coordinated the uh, putting you and I together. So I want to definitely give a shout out to Archangel because he was the one that turned me on to you and said, hey, you need to go check out Hank's stuff. You guys need to do something together. 
Awesome. Thank you. Uh, yes. Thank, uh, thank you once again from, from my, uh, my part as well to Archangel. Good people, man. That's how, you know, that's how we do this thing, man. So thanks to those guys. Uh, Armament and Axes gave us five bucks. He says, Paul, awesome to see you here. I know I left a comment a while back to you about being on the show as well. So that's good. You know, thanks to all those people that help make this happen. Right? <laughs> Sergeant Poppy said, Hank, the wormhole is called a commode. <laughs> if only <laughs> if only it was that easy you mean we could put something on uh toilets and adapt them yeah. uh, we need to trademark that so if you guys haven't noticed it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty rowdy show it's gonna be a pretty rowdy show tonight which is good i i like that i enjoyed that so was there's so many things so many things i think we should start paul's our guest we should start by, um, you know, Paul, Paul, just tell the folks out there who you are, how you started doing this, how they can get in touch with you and follow you, all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Um, I've been doing this for probably about five years now. It's kind of funny. We did things backwards than what probably most people are doing it. We started out as a television show and just started taking our little pieces of the show and putting it um, online. So instead of starting out as a, uh, as a, as a YouTuber, I guess by default, we became a YouTuber because we dumped all of our content onto YouTube and it just kind of sat there. We wanted a place to hold it. And uh, oddly enough, as times have changed and as obviously you guys see, the digital media is so much more powerful now than network television. Um, and I say or any television for that matter. Um, oddly enough, though, this is kind of eye opening to me because I am a more of a gadget geek and I like uh, the online stuff. We moved our show to Fox. Um on February, uh, excuse me, uh, April 29th of this year. It was a week before the NRA show, and um, that has opened a lot of doors for us. So apparently there's still a whole lot of people that watch television because we've seen our growth expand quite a bit. In fact, we've seen it expand on YouTube also because we point our Fox people to YouTube to go watch our stuff on YouTube. And we've seen that exponential growth around the same time that the show started airing. But um, Awesome. I think you're like uh... – my psychic powers tell me you are Fox Channel 29. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's Texas and Louisiana is the area that we cover down here. Um, so it, it's it's neat. I mean, what we do, we actually, believe it or not, guys, I started out, uh, my true passion uh, along with guns was politics. I had a political uh, talk show down here. But I can't. I can, I can tell you guys being in this type of market, uh, a political talk show is so polarizing, you can't make any money off of it. You make really? none. Oh, it's there's well, I mean, you have you're only you're only appealing to half of the voter base out there. Okay. Yeah. So anybody that might sponsor you is afraid to because they're they feel like they're alienating half of their vote their you know base yeah, that, would, that's that true. would use them. Yeah. So I actually had for the first two years of my conservative talk show, I had uh and uh, two attorneys from two different firms that underwrote my show to pay for it, but didn't want anybody to know they were doing it. Like they would tell wow. their friends, but they didn't want any of their clients knowing that they were part of my show. Yeah. It's so, shameful. It's shameful. It is. It absolutely is. And uh, yeah. I started doing like, cause I've always been a gun guy and I would include gun things and gun safety, gun legislation. Um, obviously it was during the Obama era. So there was a lot of gun things to talk about, especially around the Sandy hook time. And uh, I just noticed that the gun stuff was way more popular. And I was like, huh, maybe I can make money off of that, you know, cause I couldn't on the conservative side of it. And it really, it blew up. I just kind of spun off Legally on America off of my other show. My other show, the conservative talk show, was called Think Town USA. And I okay. spun it off, and uh, the, the the gun stuff just took off. I was like, all right. Within six months, I stopped doing the conservative stuff. Okay. So, 
I, I hope it's going to come back, but I, I totally agree with you. I know that right now what we're doing, because we actually, we take, we strip out the audio of this. We put it on iTunes. We've got it on Spotify and pretty much everywhere now. Anywhere that you listen to uh, podcasts, just the audio versions, you should be able to find us at this point. So we were looking to see if we can get some advertising and uh, Audible does advertising, right? Okay. So we filled out the thing with Audible and they said, yeah, you know, we're not messing with anyone that, that uh, does politics or anything like that. And they turned us down flat once they saw what we were doing, which is, which is crazy because I spend a lot of money on audible. I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm driving and you can but tell there how much goes. they care, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, right. that's just what it is. That's why I think, I think, and I hope that eventually this kind of stuff is going to change because uh, we need our own things. I keep saying that this is like the new segregation in America and people are calling like I saw, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm into hip hop and everything. And I look at that stuff uh, from time to time, even though I'm an old man, I still keep up with it. And I see people in the hip hop world saying that the MAGA hat make America great again. That's the same thing as the KKK and all that kind of bullshit. And here's what I here's what I have to ask you about that. What is happening to us as gun guys, and we believe in the Second Amendment, and we're conservatives, and, and all these things are supposed to be protected by the Constitution. This, this is a new segregation that is brought to you by the liberals and the progressives in America. They are the new KKK. Well, I mean, it's, it's Saul Alinsky, right? I mean, that's what yeah. it all is. I mean, if you've read Rules for Radicals, <laughs> this, is, this is another page out of their playbook. They demonize us. Um, mock us and everything like that to the point where uh, we become the the butt and the pun on all the jokes and go ahead Walter. and it's okay no. and it's okay no no you know but you can't let that the butt all that all that stuff you can't let that you you can't react it in a negative way where you you let them control that I mean you know what I'm saying you can't go oh, yeah. oh. like all the other Republican politicians though right oh, I'm so scared. You might think bad of me. Trump says, "I don't care what you think of me." But but yeah. you're pointing out a perfect a perfect difference, a distinct so, difference between gun guys and those Republicans because gun guys don't cower like that, and that's a beautiful thing because the gun guys, if nothing else, that well, I mean, a clear, distinct difference between them and politicians is they're principled. All of us on here right now are very mm -hmm. principled. I mean, strongly principled to the point where you can ostracize me if you want to, because I'm OK with that, because I am principled where those Republicans are like, okay. whichever, if the wind is blowing this way. All right. I'm good. I'm right, going. Right. That well, way. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I, exactly. I, I, I'm like, OK. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think that we should wear this with, like a badge of pride. OK, I think we should be loud and proud. <laughs> I think we Absolutely. should we should do the same things that they do. They're very out with all the different things that, that the other side's into. Right. And we should be the same exact way. Otherwise, as Walter is saying, they win. Well, you know, and, we and should they, be right out they, there. they when you say they they are like this. It's yeah. just very vocal, small little crowd. They have the yeah. media. They have the well, media. Yeah, that's, that's what the, I was working towards there. Yeah. Austin. So yeah, they 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 want to make you think that everybody dislikes Trump. Well, how do you get elected? How yeah. did that happen? Yeah, by the Hillary? people. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It, it, but but you know what? The same thing we're just talking about how everybody uh, mocks and makes fun of people uh, on, on the on the right. Think about it. That's how that's how Trump surprised everybody by winning. It's because they had mocked Trump people for so long mm -hmm. that the Trump supporters figured. Okay, I'm not going to tell you I'm voting for Trump, but 
but I'm voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. And they all went out and voted for Trump. They just did it quietly without wearing the Trump shirts or the MAGA hats and all that kind of stuff. And the liberals right. were like, holy crap, this guy won. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. they had mocked him for so long that they said, screw you. You know, I'm just going to go vote for the guy. I'm going to quietly support him. And they did. And yeah. I mean, you know. You know what's the dirty little secret? Not even the Republican Party wanted Trump to win. Absolutely not. They did. Well, they tried they everything. Once again, they don't control him money wise. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. All, all these other candidates that run in all these different offices have not a pot to pee in. So they control him. <laughs> they didn't yeah. control Trump. So when Trump said something they didn't like, it's like, I don't care if they didn't like it. I don't need their yeah. money. Right. Also, they couldn't control the people and they couldn't control, uh, the. you know, I know it seems like there's a little bit of chaos out there and they're taking advantage of it. The chaos is the thing. This is how people know that this wasn't a machine, right? The Republican machine is still now at this point um, anti-Trump. That's where a lot of this stuff is leaking out from and all the things that that people are seeing happening. And, I'm, you know, every anyone who watches this all the time knows that I'm not dogmatic to anyone or anything and definitely not dogmatic to Trump. But this is the reality of what happened, that people are tired of it. It's almost like the movie V for Vendetta, if you look at that. Like people got to the point where they don't believe what the media is saying. You turn on the television, it's disgusting. The other, when, when I get home late at night and the, and some of these late night talk shows are on, and I, I cut the, the uh, cable a long time ago, but I still have an antenna, you know. So when I put on the TV, the, I think The Rock was coming on and I, and I wanted to watch him talk about a movie, but what... But every single comedian that hosts these late night things that everyone turns to for news, no matter what, they talk about Trump. I have never seen that. I've been in America living here steadily since 1983. And I have never seen anything like that where every single night all of these guys get up there, talk about the president. No matter what, they find a way to say something negative about the president. It's insane. Okay, I never saw Jay Leno or any of those guys take it to that level, you know. Um, and during Obama, you never saw anything like that. No one ever said like a. they didn't even talk about him. They didn't even look at him sideways. Well, yeah. What happens when you talk about Obama? <clears throat> You're a racist. Thank you. But so but, but, what's <laughs> Thank you. but what's happening to them and they they're, they still don't get it. They can't see that they are oh. pushing people away. They're making everyone look at them and see them perfectly for what they are. Well, you get that. You get, as I said before, all the leftists because of Obama, are very, very open in why they are now. Back in the old days, you didn't come out and say this stuff out in the open. You might have thought about it. You might have had parties and talked to your friends about it. But you didn't come out and pee on people's – or act like you're peeing on people's stars and doing all that stuff, being all open about your uh, your your leanings. Yeah, but you didn't come they, right out as a socialist or a communist. No, they, they, now they're very – they feel very liberated and very, very open to – so now – but now you know. I love it. I get to see. I don't watch no late night talk show. They're all a bunch of yet, bunch of jos, you know. Yeah. But, um, but and their and their ratings suck too. Believe the only reason they're on is because a network keeps them on. It's not because they're highly rated. <laughs> yeah. That's not the. But that's, that, not, that's why they shifted over to YouTube. A lot of the problems we have on YouTube, and I'm not trying to shift away from what you're saying, Walter. You're right. Uh, yeah. I think that the problem that's happening, the reason why the politicians are betraying us that are supposed to be on our side, it's because they want to be on these shows. I can't watch them either. So what everyone's doing is, what, so what I wind up doing is switching over to like 
uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime, YouTube or something like that, right? And watching that and controlling what I look at. And so these politicians, they want to be on these TV shows or they want to be on YouTube. And that's why you see now all these, uh, all these, uh, the TV stations and the, and, and Hollywood, the film studios, they also want to be on YouTube. They want to control it and they want to marginalize our voices. Another, well. thing, that, another, thing, that, another thing that really agitates the left, the lefties is the fact that Trump tweets. Tweeting is not supposed to be for Republicans. You are not supposed to tweet and say what you really think. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to be civil, like an Englishman. You're supposed <laughs> to be civil and not discuss those things in public. <laughs> Yeah, Trump I don't want to do anything Trump like an Englishman. I know every, everybody pisses, everybody gets all pissy because he Trump, Trump tweets what he's thinking. But uh, he can't say that. How can he say that? That's not very. That's not the right thing to do. Was the right thing to do to cower down and and let yourself be done in the backside? No, like Bush no. did for years and years and years, as they call him stupid, 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 stupid. No, that's not what you do. You stand up for yourself and and yeah. tell it the way it is. I agree with you. I think that I think that the problem is the Republican Party was not up on it. Look at all the like people say that Trump is president because he is so wealthy. Um, there's people that have spent more money to try to become president on oh, the Republican yeah. side, oh, yeah, yeah. and it didn't happen. I think what's wrong with Republicans is that they don't understand social media. They don't get it. I, I don't like that. You can hire somebody that gets it. Okay, <laughs> the Democrats don't get it either. Those old forty Democrats don't get it. Either. They hire somebody that gets it. Okay, so there's only so a certain like, amount. Of- so and, th- and those people say you need to do this to get this crowd, and they do it. The Republicans say, "Well, you don't know what you're doing." You know, I'm not. I don't. Get that, 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 and, and, but Trump's like, ah, yeah. okay, I think there must be something to it, right? Yeah, but he knows he because he knows what he's doing. And that's the thing to to get back to what Paul, what you were saying, Paul, is I think that you know what you're doing. (laughs) So and you had these, you know, you're saying that you were thinking you were getting into politics and stuff like that. And so you're actually doing the right thing, man. This is where it's at. And you're in there and you're practicing it. So and so that's the thing. He knows he understands the rest of these guys don't get it. They're afraid of saying the wrong thing. Um, I learned this a long time ago when I first went to SHOT Show and I talked to the regular writers at our gun world. And I was talking to one of them and the guy told me, you know, I would love to do YouTube, but I'm afraid that I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. I said, dude, I'm not afraid of messing up. I mess up every day. People, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> if, 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 okay, if I don't eat my dinner on the thing, well, people go, why isn't Walt eating something? What's for dinner? What, what, what? It's like, okay, yeah, I, I know it's kind of to hear me chomping on the food in the whole nine yards, but I've been working all day. It's time to eat. Yeah, I don't like to eat at 10 o'clock. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, just be yourself on the internet. You know, yeah. don't try to be some stuffy turd that you're not. And then when they, when people find out you're doing the prostitutes and stuff and they get all upset about it. It's like, well, you should, if you just acted more like you really are, people would accept you. Yeah, I, you think, I think I mean, part of the problem is a lot of our television is so processed and overly processed where the Internet is more raw. So you're actually yeah. getting to see it's almost like seeing a behind the scenes thing all the time on the Internet. Right. We get this. We get to really see what people are like and who they are. It's sad when you watch a program, but you have to go online and see what the person is really like. And that's basically <laughs> what it is. Um, so, I mean, I mean, we're more real than they are. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I look at it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree with you. Also, like I've noticed I noticed you uh, doing it as well, Paul. You know, the audience could talk to you. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they could ask you to do stuff and you answer them 
wow, that's like amazing. But that's a big, that's a big point. There's nothing. Uh, it's kind of funny because I, I guess I should say I was more taken aback how the live stuff was so entertaining and attractive to people when I first started doing it because I didn't realize how much people valued engaging the person that they were watching. Um, because I, I just I never saw the value personally. I never saw the value in that. I never I never watched somebody so that I could give them a shout out or talk to them or or put a comment that, that they would acknowledge. And when we started doing this, I realized that um, I got more out of it than I think anybody else did because it was so cool because you really got, hey, where are you from? Oh, I went there. And you really get this side conversation going and you really get to know who all the people are interacting with. And that was the cool part of the whole stuff to me is that uh, you you became more personal with everybody at that point. Yes, absolutely. I think that's that's. That's where the power is now that we can connect to these people, I think. And that's why you see people trying to take it away. But it's too late. No, I, too I, late I agree. I think that um, the the movement online and whether it's YouTube or whoever else, I think that uh, you see television is crumbling. I mean, my gosh, television is it, it's a shell of what it once was. Um, when oh, yeah. People people come in to remember how it used to if a, if a show aired we're talking about 15 20 years ago a certain episode let's say use seinfeld for instance people sat around the water cooler or talk when they came in hey man did you watch such and such last night <laughs> when's the last time you heard somebody walk in the door at work or wherever and say hey did you watch such and such last night and comment on it i haven't heard that in probably 10 years no i think the only time it happens now is maybe the super bowl yeah exactly exactly and that's but, even that's even turned into a into a turd fest too. So, um, um, with the, with the protesting, I'm not watching it. Sorry. You want to protest? Yeah. You're playing, you're playing a kid's game and you're getting paid millions of dollars and you're going to complain about standing up for that. No, forget about it. (laughs) I don't don't need to see the commercials. I don't need to see any of it. No. Yeah. I think that definitely turns people off to it. But as Paul is saying, there's only certain times you see that happening now. Um, I think Super Bowl, maybe there's well, a little bit of that know, going on. Watch the Super Bowl, people watch the Super Bowl to see the commercials. Yeah. That's what they that's what they're all psyched about. Yeah. Seeing, well, a, lot a lot of people see commercials, yeah. you know, it's like oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Well, this year I was watching it to see if the bets that I placed while I was leaving Shot Show actually would win or not. So that's why I watched it this year. <laughs> Did four you win? Of, four out of seven won, actually. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, and, and you know what's something that's actually kind of cool is that uh I didn't realize this. I I guess I was a little naive about the whole gambling, which is kind of weird because in Louisiana you can do almost anything except bet on sports. But um, if you get your printout of your ticket and take it back home with you, because you place the bet in Las Vegas, you can mail your ticket, your winning ticket, back to Vegas, and they will mail you your money back to you. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Very yeah, cool. I never knew that. That's never cool. knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, I – the when before the elections, I was actually um, – like right before the elections, I was in Vegas with a friend of mine. He was betting on the elections, man. Oh, wow. They bet yeah. on everything, yeah. Because well, remember that Irish thing? Because everyone goes to the looks at what the Irish betting things say. And they were saying, like, Trump's definitely not winning. So, so my friend, like, he made so much money off of that. <laughs> you know? were, do you remember what the odds were on Hillary winning over uh, Trump? Um, I, I can't I cannot remember right now. I, I remember that he bet on there because he spent the whole night arguing with me like he didn't vote for Trump. Spent the whole night, you know, he was, he was just riling me up, making me mad. We were going back and forward. And then he was like, yeah, I was just messing with you. <laughs> and, he, and he was so happy because he won all this money, you know. Wow. But uh, yeah, the odds, because, you, you know, they always look at that and they think that that knows something. But here's the thing. Those guys in Ireland also said that people with the people of England would not vote for Brexit. 
Yeah, look what happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, imagine that. Oh, well, only 30% of the population voted or less than that. That can't be what people really feel. Well, why don't the people vote? If they're yeah. so if they're so feeling, why don't they get out and vote? Yeah. Yeah. Like, someone probably knows those odds. Someone probably uh did it. Yeah, someone probably knows. Well, you what hear those what Trump said. Are. You know, uh, uh, Theresa, Theresa, the the Prime Minister of May said that, you know, we you you have to do this trade deal with the UE, and uh, he goes, I'm not doing no trade deal with the UE. You're getting out of the UE, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do the trade deal trade deal with yeah. England. That's yeah, they're trying UA. to slow that down. They don't want to do Brexit, so no. oh, Brexit has not actually happened yet, and may not happen actually. The money people don't want to do it. That's why, because England's a contributor. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, the, mm-hmm. like I said, in the UE, the, the, the countries that actually have some kind of industry support the ones who don't. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the, the new Eastern European, you know, free countries and stuff like that. But yeah, that's just a bad deal all around for all the people because one little group of drunken old men tell everybody what they're going to do. You know, you see that one UE guy that was stumbling around after they came out of some meeting, he couldn't hardly walk. No. You know? <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, he's like the head guy. He was all drunked up. Uh, <laughs> Not surprised. Trump, Trump and Milena walked way ahead of him, stayed away from the UE people. They oh, walked really? by <laughs> oh, yeah, they stayed way ahead of him in the crowd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised by that. There's lots of lots of craziness going on over there. Okay, so let's see. I want to remind everyone to hit the thumbs ups. Hit the thumbs ups, guys. Uh, also, even on our panel, if you guys if if, if you guys can hit the thumbs up, Walter Paul, that I will did. be good. Yes. Let's get everyone hitting the thumbs ups here. Um, and let's see. Let us also let us know what questions you guys have for Paul and Walter and myself, things you want us to talk about, have a conversation with. I know there's probably several people in here that are crossover audience between all of us. And there may be things that you think in your mind, like, wow, I would love to hear what, you know, these guys, if they were sitting down talking about this or that, what they would <laughs> say about it. Let us know. I'm sure we don't agree on everything. No. Um, we will we'll look around to see. I'll look and see what new stuff. There's there's a bunch of different news things going on. Uh, we can talk about some things we have in common as well. Uh, Walter, you know, yes, Paul's, a, Paul's a Jeep guy. A Jeep <laughs> guy. I know that. I know that. I haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah. Oh, I, oh I'm, okay. a, I'm a military vehicle guy. So oh, okay. Um, um, but I I have um, one of the guys that works for me today. Young guy. He's a Jeep guy. Jeep Jeep guy and a military vehicle guy. But he had like he has he's constantly buying and selling axles. He goes he looks he's always looking for axles, big ones, huh. small ones. And okay. today um, he borrowed my trailer a day and he had five on my trailer at once. Plus he had two, <laughs> plus he had two more sitting on the ground on a pallet waiting to get. So wow. yeah, he's a wheeler dealer. So yeah, I like that Good stuff. Lord. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a young guy too. It's Does cool. he have axles.com or use no. axles.com? <laughs> right. Right. You yeah, know, he's, he's right. constantly doing you know the Craigslist, Facebook um, marketplace, all that stuff. Just constantly working the, you know, buying and selling stuff. So it's cool. That's how, you, that's how you make money. That's how, that's our uh, weaknesses, right? Well, you know, as long as you can make a little money at it, as long, right. as, it as long as it doesn't take you into the poor house or the crazy house, you know. Um, um, every man must have his obsessions and his vices. Uh, well, I don't know if act, Jeep axles is a vice, but um, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit of an obsession. <laughs> it takes a special kind of dude to See, be out I, there specifically it, right. getting like Jeep axles are the least sexiest well, part. That's let's, true. Say, let's say truck axles because he had full size um, uh, super duty axles today and everything. So, um, yeah. 
It's always looking yeah. to make a make a couple extra bucks, and that's yeah. that's what Steadly Steadly says axeltrader.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get, think, seriously, I, get a dot com, man. Get a dot com. <laughs> make tell him to uh open up a, a Instagram account or something. Uh, yeah, that's, I have to talk to him, bud. Yeah. And uh and go ahead, Paul. Real quick, Hank. I'm sorry. Um yes. one thing that I know we typically do on our live stream, and again, it's the time where some of our guys might be strolling in. Um, I do want to point this out. I'll, I'll try to go through and get some uh the latest gun news. I do want to point this out. I'm not sure if you've talked about this yet, but uh you know how um a lot of the states and different municipalities would do litmus tests on gun gun ban type things and uh gun laws to see if they they, uh, I guess, gather any steam, and then they'll kind of roll those closer to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Hawaii, of course, you wouldn't know it'd be Hawaii, oh, Oregon, okay. or Washington. But they have, uh, let me get the proper number here, SB 2046 that came out this week. <clears throat> this is, um, you know how we've always talked about the uh, the whole bump fire stock thing, how the rate increasing device, uh, things of that nature. Well, now they're being more specific. They're going after the... Um, Oh gosh, what's the uh, Frank? The is it Franklin Armory and the uh, and the Fostech Echo guys? They're actually going directly at those guys now. Now they've coupled in Hawaii along with their bump fire stock ban uh, a multi burst trigger activator is what they're calling it. (laughs) Multi burst. Think of the T-shirts that are going to be made after this one. Multi burst trigger activator (laughs) is what they're trying to ban. Also, so they've 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 gotten specific about bump fire stock, multi burst trigger activator, and trigger crank is what they're trying to do a prohibition on. So um, I think wow. that's important because, I mean, honestly, we laugh about it, but what kind of steam is this thing going to gain? And by using that wording that they've in, uh, introduced into this, how long does it take before that's introduced into Washington, D.C.? And we do have midterms right around the corner. So mm-hmm. things like this are important to me because I do feel like they'll come up again. We will hear them again. Uh, you know, again, the originating in Hawaii is no big deal to most people, but I think we'll hear it again, see it again. Yeah, well, we we got that here in Florida, and um, we we've talked about it extensively. Um, there's a law that passed Florida. When was that, Walter? Uh, right after the school shooting yeah. here in Florida, like literally about two weeks after the school shooting. The the part of it that that uh, pertains to these kinds of triggers, or what they called here uh, rate altering devices, goes into effect in October. In my personal opinion, it's unconstitutional. Um, and the Republicans here in Florida, are the ones that push this through. Well, we had so, to do something, Hank. We had to do something. Right. right. No, <laughs> we no, had to no. do something. It's for that, the children. Yeah, that is that is human insanity. That that thing that people think that in every situation you have to react. No, first, the first thing to do is don't react. Don't react. Yeah. Figure out what the hell happened. Like maybe right. the FBI didn't investigate. Maybe the sheriffs didn't. Maybe Obama policy kept that kid out of jail. Yes. Um, okay, maybe let's... maybe the, the resource officer at this school didn't do shit. Uh, <laughs> if you notice now, there's uh, coaches in that school that got fired. The sheriff of that area got fired. Right. Yeah, they're investigating him right now. One of the things that a lot of people, it's funny, the the folks on the left don't want to talk about this. And when I say they don't want to talk about it, I've actually done interviews on NPR and they sidestep or they completely edit out what I'm about to tell you. I've done some videos and I've done research because I actually care about kids and I care about people dying. And instead of calling it gun violence, I, I look at it as being violence. Why are these kids killing people, not shooting people? Why are they killing people? That's not normal. 
Kids didn't do that whenever I was in high school. I, I never saw people that wanted to go kill people. Guess what? They're over-medicated. They're in fatherless homes. And on top of that, these kids out there are being bullied. And we have now made the bully, or the, um, excuse me, the bullied the same as the bully. We treat them both the same. When this kid gets picked on and he he fights back to defend himself, and, and that's probably and a key word. It's exactly right. They, they, they treat the defender, the guy defending himself, the exact same way as the guy that has the malicious, evil, ill intent. This, here's an innocent child over here, and his dad, probably like my dad, would tell him if somebody does anything to you to pick on you, you punch him right in the throat, okay? So he does what his dad tells him. They both get expelled. That's bull crap. We yep. create these problems on our own. Those three things, over-medicating single-father homes and treating the bully like the bully, that's all wrong. And guess what? Look at all these kids that have killed people in these schools. The one in Florida was exactly the same thing. He's yep. the poster child of those three things. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody well, wants to. Because that goes right back to the people who are screaming and hollering now. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it doesn't, it's easy to blame that inanimate object because it doesn't vote. Well, it's school policies. By the way, I sh I'm sure Walter's going to love you. He's going to love you. I, I The only thing I disagree with in what you're saying is I think I've always seen it. Maybe it's because I grew up in New York City. And that kind of stuff happened in New York City a long time ago where the teachers unions pretty much control everything here and they didn't want all these things coming out. So when people did things in the school, they covered it up. That was happening a long time ago. It didn't just start happening under Obama or anything like that. It's been in, in at least in New York. I think maybe now that's all over the country and that's probably creating a big problem. So and I think that, yes, under those circumstances, when you keep pushing a kid down, all of these kids aren't going to self-destruct or kill themselves <clears throat> immediately. They're going to go out there and destroy other people, and, you know, in some cases. And I'll say it again. And everybody says I'm crazy. There's a desensitization. De they've been desensitized to violence. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and 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 one of the ways they get desensitized to violence is sitting all day and playing video games. Sorry. Because mm -hmm. all you do in a lot of these video games is kill people. So it. The, the I, know, thing I know everybody goes, no, oh, that's not what it is. Not everyone, but some people are very susceptible. It's like people watch violent movies or porno all day long. Some people <laughs> don't do weird shit, but other people go out right away and do weird stuff. No, it's, yeah. just, it's the same analogy as, as some people, like my mom, for instance. My mom smoked cigarettes from the time she was from 17 years old till 76 when she died. She never got lung cancer. There's people who don't smoke that die of right. lung cancer when they're 40. All right. We're right. not saying this is a one-size-fits-all, that everybody no. who plays a video game or does all right. these things are right. going to yeah. become killers. That's not what we're saying at all. But, but you're setting it up to allow them to be more susceptible to those things because, right. let, let's face it, not everybody has the willpower that we might have right. you know, right. or yeah. anything like that. I mean, Or the, or the home learning is as called. Absolutely. You know, they had somebody saying, hey, that's a bunch of crap. Don't look at that stuff. Yeah. I think also some people, human beings, like we have this thing that every human being that's born is equal, and that's no. not true. No. Absolutely so. not true. Everybody's not designed to go to college everybody's not designed to to work in a in a in a high-tech environment some yeah. people are supposed to lay bricks some people are supposed to design software and yeah and some people are hardwired that if they see movies or they see, play video games and things like that it affects them adversely and the rest of us shouldn't necessarily lose the right to no, no, different no, forms of entertainment no, no. because of that but some people are hardwired like that and here's the thing though here's the thing 
But you, you can, say that, can you can see say that, these people. You can say that about rap music too. You could say it about anything, man. You yeah. could say it about dancing, right? Remember oh, back oh, in the yeah, day, yeah, people weren't it. allowed to dance because that's the devil music, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, th- we, you could say that about anything. But here's the thing that happens. These people who are broken, we can see them. We could see them clearly. Okay. You know, in the case of what happened here in Florida that made all Floridians lose their rights and have their uh, the Constitution violated. Right, right. These people saw this kid coming. Oh, he was on the he was on the radar long before it happened. Yeah. Yeah. They saw this kid coming and they and and it was blaringly obvious that this was a broken human being living in Florida here. And we did nothing about it. And it goes all the way up to the FBI that could talk a whole bunch of shit about other people. okay, but didn't do anything. So, uh, by the way, Roger uh, Kaiser says made it, Paul. And then I'm sure there's a whole, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other people. If you guys see anyone else in here, shout them out. Uh, thanks for being able to make it. Almost, almost eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I want to add to that point, Hank, that you just made about um, um, the people that were uh, in error, the FBI, the school, and all that. All of these organizations that failed were government organizations. And all by of the, them were taxpayer-funded organizations, and every one of them failed. And by the way, not the first time. Right. Yeah. right. And with no repercussions. Right, yeah, nobody gets fired. Well, that, that's the whole point. That's why nobody on the left wants to point out where the true fault is, because they'll have to. There have to be repercussions. Somebody's going to, well, of course, they don't lose their job, but somebody will, a head has to roll when something like this happens. It's so much easier to blame a gun than it is to fire Nancy over there who didn't pass anything. What was it? The field office in Florida never got the uh, some of the messages that were that were being handed down from the from D.C. Is that what I what I read? Yeah. It's been so long since then. Right. I think some things from the olden days need to be reinstituted. Well, like, and I oh. think heads should roll literally. <laughs> I think when you have the FBI fails like this, someone at the FBI should literally go on the firing squad. <laughs> Well, it would get it would get them more more in tune to being. Stop failing their, the people. Stop doing, like if you look at if you look at this guy Strock or whatever, he's saying all kinds <laughs> oh, of shit. He's talking about how like deplorable. And he's smiling and just. But but listen, he he is saying all this horrible stuff about Trump, right? Who's who's never done any of these kinds of crimes or or no. or allowed anything like this to happen that this guy allowed to do. The guy who's saying it was cheating on his wife, right. texting his girlfriend, saying some Trump stuff about Trump that he says we're all misconstruing. Meanwhile, the FBI, are they are so not busy that they can have girlfriends and do all kinds, get up to all kinds of shit. But, it's, uh-huh. but none of this is their fault. There's no one over there paying the price. And I think people should start paying the price for this kind of stuff. Well, the, the irony of Strzok is that he said that um, everybody, he kind of made the point that everybody has political feelings and political views, but I drew that line whenever I was at work. And I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. It, they've already shown 4,500 and something texts that you made to your girlfriend while you were at work. So yeah. clearly you didn't separate work yeah. in your personal I, life. I think he was drawing that line right to her punani. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he I must have a, He must have a powerful vajayjay, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what the, it's like, I was watching it like this guy is not talking about Trump. Like Trump is the most horrible person on the face of the planet, but he's awesome. What that right there, that's where this guy lost me. And then he's bragging that he still has security clearance, which yeah. I think they said they gave him security clearance so he could testify. This is insane. These people, heads heads do need to roll here. We have to stop 
having this well, kind of crap happening in America and people getting away with it. There's no well, accountability. If, if something doesn't happen, then it's just like every other banana republic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. And it yeah. doesn't apply to you. You don't get away with it. You'll go to the jail with Bubba, but he gets to sit there and laugh and make make light of things, you know, and it's like, OK, He'll yeah. have a spot right next to what is it, uh, Clapper and uh, Brennan <laughs> on MSNBC any day now. I guarantee that's his next gig is going to be on MSNBC. I, I don't, true, I, true. I, 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 don't, I don't think these guys in the end, all of them are going to walk. Just you be patient. They're letting they're letting them set their own set. The I track. think I think Strzok is in the same category as um, as they're Stormy not, Daniels. That's why I was talking about it yesterday because I think that it's and here's why I'm going to tell you. If they really try to do anything to this guy, he's going to say that Trump's beaten up on him. So what? Okay. You know what I would do? I, I, know, Trump, I get, I, I get, I get I'm what you're saying. Out say, so what? Uh, Walter, I get what you're saying. When I when they when they make when they change the I mean, rules, like Stormy Daniels. Become, guess what? Stormy, you get paid to get naked and and do things to people, right? So we're yeah, supposed this, to, we're supposed to believe you? Yeah, I don't know if Trump. <laughs> this but does Trump get a percentage? You naked, we did things. That's the, yeah. that's that's how it works. I would want a percentage if I was Trump because she's doing all these shows oh, based yes. off of that. Absolutely. Residuals, <laughs> baby. Residuals. I'll take those residuals. She's I don't know digging her own hole. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Z50, Z50 says you have a new subscriber, Walter. He's he's subscribing to you now. Oh, he's, he's feeling you. Welcome to the crazy train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think, though, a lot of these guys, if anyone tries to do anything to them serious, they're going to go, oh, the administration's beating up on oh, me. Course, they're punishing bro. me. And then, like Paul says, um, you know, MSNBC, CNN, one of these people like, oh, we got you. Come over oh, here. We'll yeah. take care of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go to the, the worst rated things in the whole world. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so there we go. OK, let's see. Um, Maybe along the lines, I don't know if anyone ha- has any uh, other questions or comments here for us. All Like everyone keep an eye on what's going on here. Uh, by the way, if I don't know if you guys could see this, but Lola's behind me working. She's working on the newsletter, which should be going up soon. Newsletter? Yeah, the news. You know, we put out a newsletter every Friday. Oh, OK. So everyone that goes and uh, subscribes to HankStrange.tv, every Friday we send out a newsletter. And uh, Lola's working on that right now. And um, by the way, there's going to be some new giveaway stuff going on out there. And also, before I forget about this, look, do you see that beautiful holster right there? Okay, yes. Michael Bender, he won this holster from Safety Harbor Firearms. No, 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 no. It's not for me. I'm sorry. From from (laughs) Not for me. Sam Andrews, Lola's correcting me. (laughs) Sam, it's from you a little bit, Walter, too. Take the credit. From okay. uh, Andrew's custom leather, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Sam is going to be. I like, don't really? take credit for things I don't do. Yeah, so there you go. So he got like, it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, he got it. Like people, you know, we we want to give away things to people here. So he got this beautiful holster from Sam Andrews. He got that today. And in the newsletter that Lola's putting up, we're going to be giving away another holster from Sam Andrews. Um, so that's going to be going on, along with some other stuff that well, we're giving I, away. I can see something in the chat here. Watchdog says Columbus, Ohio, today struck down a bump stock ban as unconstitutional. Wow. That's good news. Um, can we get a link on that? or some, Yeah, some, does anybody have more info on that? Uh, yeah. What I did see in the Truth About Guns that I was going to talk about, here's a, a headline in the Truth About Guns. Hold on. Let me put this in the chat real quick so that Walter and Paul could check this out here while I read it. 
boom, I'll put that there in the chat. Um, I'll, let me see. I'll probably put it in the uh, in our chat here as well, so you guys could take a gander at that. So what's going on here is uh, truth about guns. California backs down, uh, dealing oh. a big blow, and the Secret Service weighs in. Uh, T tag. This is from the Daily Digest. The California Department of Justice withdrew a regulation Wednesday evening requiring California firearms owners to register so-called assault weapons following a lawsuit filed by a group of gun rights advocacy organizations, including us. Firearms Policy Coalition, yeah, FPC, uh, Firearms Policy Foundation, <laughs> FPF, uh, Second Amendment <laughs> Foundation, SAF, the Cal Guns Foundation, and California Association <laughs> Federal Firearms. Did they feel overwhelmed in California? Yeah, they need to they need to just keep getting slapped upside the head. The DOJ's proposed rulemaking in this case was a smokescreen to cover their tracks and other prior unlawful regulatory actions, said FPC President Brandon Combs in a statement. While we are pleased that our opposition efforts were ultimately successful here, we know that Attorney General uh, Becerra is relentless in his attacks on law abiding gun owners and their Second Amendment rights. Uh, FPC will continue to defend the people of California and our constitution from his DOJ's abusive executive actions. Uh, so that's a little bit, that's like a little tiny, right? Sliver, I guess. Uh, but, it, but, it, but it creates, you understand that creates precedent. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. We, we, this that, is why we have to fight back and push back. Constantly. And that whole lawsuit stuff, it all creates precedent. Precedent? You know, where you have precedents. Precedents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prior, prior, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. we'll call it that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Not, I'm not, and I'm not a lawyer either, but. Yeah, your lawyer linguistics are lacking. Yeah, sorry. Say that, say that three times fast. Your lawyer but linguistics I, are lacking. But I can fix a Bobcat <laughs> skid skier uh, uh, thing that I did today, by the way, in a rather hurriedly fashion, too. <laughs> Uh, hands down, you're awesome to me, Walter. So let me see when 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 uh, shit hits the fan and 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 your skid steer uh, thing breaks down, or you want to write a paper, which one are you going to take? You're going to take no. me or the lawyer? No. <laughs> That's what they call that right there. Skills. The skills. <laughs> no, it's it's called survival. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what do you think about this, Paul? Uh, and I don't know if anyone's found the article. Where was this? Uh, or what was the the, uh, the other one that someone just mentioned? About Ohio or the California? Was it Ohio? Yeah. And Columbus, Ohio. Okay, Columbus. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything um, about it. But. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I could pull that up. So what do you, you know, Paul, jump in here. Wasn't it Columbus, just, or maybe I'm mistaken with Cleveland, but uh, wasn't it just the districts around Columbus maybe that uh, were blue? during the election and everything else was red. Is <laughs> that right? I'm Probably. pretty sure that's what it was. I mean, the, the entire state was red, but there was this one little area that was blue. And I, I, for some reason, I think it was Columbus. That mm. kind of surprised me that it comes from that area that they struck something down like that. Cause obviously it would have been legislators that would have voted it down. So maybe um, I'm wrong. Maybe it was Cleveland instead. Now I might have that mixed up. Okay. So I just put something up here in the chat that you guys could see and then, and then let me share it with everyone in our chat as well. So people, you know, we're trying to be as accurate as we possibly can <laughs> to our own limitations. So this is from the Columbus dispatch, Columbus bump stock ban, unconstitutional judge rules. A Franklin County judge has struck down Columbus's bump stock ban saying it violates the Ohio constitution. Uh, Franklin County Judge David E. Kane ruled Friday, God bless him, 
Friday that the Bumstock ban, the, uh, the Columbus City Council passed in May, violate state law and that the city cannot enforce it. Okay, that well, makes okay. more sense. That makes sense that obviously if the city council voted uh, to ban them, then clearly that probably was what I'm talking about, that that was the only blue spot in the whole state. Um, what judge was it? Do you, does it have a name? Um, hold on, yes. Uh, it's in that article. His name is David E. Kane. Um, it goes on to say, Kane ruled that a separate ordinance that makes it a misdemeanor to carry a gun while under disability in Ohio does not conflict with the state law and can be enforced. Okay, that I don't understand. Makes it a misdemeanor to carry a gun while under disability? Under what? Disability. I don't know what that means. Maybe if your disability involves taking of uh, narcotics. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I would have to see what that specific thing is. But, you know, here's the thing. Columbus, Ohio, saying that's unconstitutional. Yet Flor Floridians and, and Republicans, so-called Republicans, I call bullshit. It has. Well, has anybody filed any suits yet here in Florida? Um, I think there were several that were filed. I don't know if anyone it did it. I don't know if you could do it specifically on that particular ban because it doesn't go into effect until October. Well, so yeah, I, I, it's all we just have to see what happens because it could happen the same kind of thing could be found unconstitutional you never know mm -hmm. so um, yeah we're not going to jump yeah. off the cliff quite yet so <laughs> yeah so Mubat says he's going to Columbus tomorrow and high five that guy and get me some white castles <laughs> 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 so and Chris Bullis says now Ohio has precedent <laughs> quoting <laughs> quoting Walter <laughs> Hey, 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 come on. Leave me alone, all right? No, come on. I know what it means. I just pronounced the word properly. Yeah. Listen, after today, I can't tease you live on air anymore for a little while. So, I, so I, What about the, the stuff the other day? I mean, I'm fine with it, man. I could have yeah. used one of those today. It was so freaking hot outside. Oh, what, the ice cream? No, the tea bag. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you could have used the... Um, well, I mean, I don't think it would have helped. I don't oh, think so it would have... I don't think it would have helped any. It's so hot. It doesn't matter how hot, how much clothes you take off, you still sweat your butt off. So now you want to be in a bikini. No, I don't. No, I didn't say I want to be. Oh, okay. Because I was going to do a mock-up of you in the bikini. No, don't do and that. And I was like, Walter is not going to like this mock-up. So <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of the dress code. so <laughs> <laughs> There isn't any. <laughs> uh, if you want to go viral, Paul. <laughs> right, right. Bikini. Bikini you, you, and that uh, badass white Jeep of yours. You, you, thought political, you thought political talk was bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I want to be popular, yeah. right? Yeah. Here's what you do, Paul. Next time you're washing down the Jeep, bikini. <laughs> Okay. Put it in slow motion. <laughs> yes, it worked. It worked for uh, what's the name of that guy? Um, uh, GY6. It worked for GY6. It <laughs> <laughs> could do wonders. It could do wonders for you. you know? Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, nobody wants to see my flat butt in, in anything like that because I pretty much look like a, a minion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait a minute! Oh, geez, you know there is a there is a minion thing with it with a man like a thong, you know that. Yes, I pretty much look like that. <laughs> oh dear, that could be yeah. bad. Well, I could I could set my staff loose on that and. Uh, really, Walter? Okay, no, I won't do that. Are. I won't start it. You see, I live by that. Don't start no shit. Don't yeah. be no shit. I will <laughs> bomb you. I will bomb you like Trump should have bombed you know Kim <laughs> Jong Un. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You will feel what is it? Fire and fury. <laughs> yeah. So um, okay, let's see. Uh, are there, let's. What other news things are out there? Um, 
I'm glad. Listen, I think more states, all these states that are trying to do it, it's not just Florida. You know, it's not just Ohio. There's a bunch of states trying to get away with this. We should not let them get away with this bullshit. They're going to turn all the law abiding people in the state that are um, pro gun guys that have guns. They're going to turn these people into felons immediately. So, um, you know. Oh, did you read the story on? Um, I don't know if you saw it. It was I saw it on uh, either Facebook or Fox News. I just saw. I was going to. The, I went to the Truth About Guns, and there's a picture of a German Shepherd, and it made me think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear about the British SAS soldiers in in Syria? One of their dogs, Belgian uh, Malawa, tore the throat out of a ISIS guy. Mm, okay. You know, they they have the dogs with the, and they were kind of surrounded, and they. Let the dog go, man. They found this dude, throat, okay. throat, throat missing with dog and bloody, and the other ISIS guys hauled ass after the guy. The dog yeah. tore the. So stuff. job well done for the yeah. dog. <laughs> Number one for Belgian uh, Belgian Malawa. And what's the only thing that they did dislike more than pork is a dog. Actually, it's a dog. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah, they're very scared of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And what I guess they? They, don't, they don't like shotguns either. That's another thing I heard by <laughs> some some military people. When you start blasting with shotgun. Close quarters, they don't like that either. So. so explain the dog thing to me. So what do you mean? Yeah, like why is it they don't they don't well, do it? It's one of those things like pork. Yeah, they think they're filthy. They actually they will they will literally go after dogs on the street. Um, they they they're very anti-dog. They don't want them in their neighborhoods around them. They don't think they should be pets. They treat them just like I would have to say they're probably not quite like they see pork, but it's just about. Just about the same. They very, very, very much hate dogs. Right. So the special forces guys, including our guys, a lot of times have dogs with them. Yep. And the dog does what a dog does when they turn them on. Yep. That's, yeah. that's, that's the irony <laughs> of the dog being involved in this. I mean, I can imagine right. what the guy was thinking as he was getting his throat ripped out of him. <laughs> yeah. Ripped out, yeah. So have you I ever have you dog. have you ever seen? I know Walter doesn't look at these movies. Have you ever seen uh, Hunger Games, Paul? Uh, I've seen part of the Hunger Games. Yeah. And I, yes. I, I watched it because yeah. I wanted to know what I was missing, and I've I never picked up on what I was missing. To be I, oh, I, oh, I, I watched it and I go, this is this is goofy. Didn't like it. Okay, well the books were good, and in the books, okay. in the books, the uh, totalitarian government, which I don't, you know, I obviously don't agree with that, yeah. but they were doing experiments on uh, people and animals. So for me personally, if I find out those guys don't like dogs, I'm going to get some dogs. I'm going to breed, specially breed them and genetically manipulate them with pigs. <laughs> okay. And then I am, uh, I'm going to airdrop all of those into those places. That's how you do that. I that see might- that as, I see that as kind of like a, um, don't, don't mess with the, the force, you know, because next thing you know, the, the pig dog's coming to eat you. So, well, that's going to really screw up the buffet line at the Chinese yeah. restaurants. That's for sure. <laughs> the Chinese and the Koreans might have a battle. Right. That's exactly right. Okay. Hey, quick side joke on that real quick. We, uh, I used to work in the utility industry and um, a lot of the, uh, I was over meter readers and there's a portion of Texas where a lot of our employees were. And it was a bunch of the uh, Vietnamese folks that kind of settled in that area as a port city. And um, in our handheld computers, there would be warnings on bad dogs. There were no warnings for bad dogs. We ran a report. There were no warnings for bad dogs in this area of Port Arthur, Texas, because that's where all the uh, Vietnamese people live. Oh, and probably okay. no cats either. No. no. <laughs> and you never, heard a, you never heard a dog bark in that neighborhood because there were oh. no dogs. Yeah. Uh, it's called delicious, delicious <laughs> right. McRibs or whatever. That's <laughs> when right. you got some ribs or something that's like right. that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, oh. I would still, I would still make those. Uh, I would still make those uh, devil dogs slash pork, pork <laughs> chop hybrids Dude, and drop them in Dude, there. Dude, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then here's all you. This is this this right here will end the war. You What's genetically that? develop their skin where it has the Bible printed all over it. Oh jeez. You know, and you drop them in. Those guys are done. <laughs> when they see those things coming in on a little parachute, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, not that, not that, uh, not that those ISIS guys could read or anything. Yeah, well, yeah, or see very well. I can't see very well or read. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the um, in inbreeding? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Paul. Did you ever see uh, what was that? Oh man, what was the name of the gun, Walter from um, Spike's Tactical? Oh, the, a Crusader? Video. the Crusader? Yeah, the Crusader, yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the Crusader gun from Spice Tactical? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, it has, um, didn't it have a Bible verse? Yeah, it had verse on it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so this, so the, so the idea was that this is a gun that they won't pick up <laughs> on the battlefield. The problem with that is you have to be able to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well. <laughs> yeah. And uh I don't think they're gonna read first when they see the gun, but uh, uh, no. you know. Yeah. So good thing those you know what, listen, at this point, a lot of those guys, I don't know if they started aiming yet, but a lot of times I see stuff and it looks like bad guys from uh bad eighties movies because they're not even aiming. Yeah, sights sights on AK forty sevens haven't been used in years in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those have no use uh, no. wear wear and tear on them whatsoever. No. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good thing for us. Okay, Paul, any other new stuff that you want to uh, – I'm trying to – I'm flipping through right here to see what else I could see. Yeah, I'm, I'm not what, looking at somebody other, else's live stream. I'm actually trying to read this stuff myself to see if there's anything else out there. I don't yeah, see a delicious. Of, it's pretty quiet right now in the gun world. Wouldn't you all agree? I mean, there's not a whole lot that you hear going on right no, now. No, not too much. Um, I think gun sales are going down a little bit, but they're still high. I know I saw something about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the expected thing around this time, right? Yeah. I mean, you figure summertime is always slow. Correct. I mean, you got, they cuss this time of year all the time, probably at least down here. uh, What is it? uh, Early July still probably at the end of this month when everybody starts doing food plots and things like that for deer hunting, we start to see them spike. In fact, I think I saw Beretta, that's a new A400, I believe, coming out, new shotgun. So that's mm. supposed that's being timed to be released around the perfect time, if it's not already released, for uh, duck hunting and teal season and all that down here, which is early September. So Octa- okay. uh, August should be pretty busy. It starts spiking back up a little bit. Okay. Um, and then, you know, before lest we forget, everyone should go to Legally Armed America on YouTube. It's uh, YouTube slash Legally Armed America. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, it's also Legally Armed America on Instagram, right? Correct, correct. Okay, and then on Twitter, it's a little different. Legally Armed USA, because Legally Armed America was too long for the handle on Twitter. Okay, all right, cool, cool. All right, so let me see if I can pull up. Um, on the Firearm blog, I see this thing from Noble Empire here. Let me see, I'm going to... I'm gonna put this up there for you guys to take a look at this. Oh, oh, the uh, the plastic, uh, plastic. Yeah, gun. yeah, yeah. Here, I'll throw it up here in case Paul wants to see it. That's yeah. So basically, a 3D printed Noble Empire launches non-firing 3D printed firearm re- replica. Plastic gun. Yeah, uh, but non I, non-firing. Well, wow. plastic up uh, the toy gun. But all the parts. Yeah, very we cool. We forgot. We forgot. You know, they used to make toy guns. Remember yeah. That? I don't know if yeah. you had any of those when you were a youngster. 
Oh, yes, you had I real did. guns probably someplace, but where you lived. But um, <laughs> no, I had I had like cap guns and stuff like that. Yeah, but when I was a kid, that's what you got. Yeah, you know, it gets you a plastic machine gun or a plastic or a cap gun or, and you want the one that's loud as possible. You know, to be the most annoying thing in the world. And mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. So, so how were what kind of what kind of cap guns did you guys have three hundred years ago? Three oh three hundred. Uh, it was only, only two hundred seventy-five to you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, did you? Because I remember the cap guns that it was like um, it's paper a roll. Yeah, it was a wrapped roll yeah. of red with the with uh, the little gunpowder dots stay, on it. Stay right where you're at. Stay right yeah. where you're at. Oh, don't tell me. Yeah, Walter has some of those. Did you have those, Paul? Yes, and I was addicted to the smell of them. When you fired them, I used to uh, I used to huff the smoke from those things whenever after you fired them. I love the smell of those caps being fired. Yeah, yeah those were awesome. Those um, and so like I remember having um, the little cowboy, like the little um, basically. There you go. There you go. Yeah. These are those. Yeah. These are actually they're called Texan Junior. So it's a cap gun. You know, you put the roll of. You put the roll of uh, caps. Let me open it up there. There you go. Put the roll of caps in there. Nice. And as you pull the trigger, it feeds through the their little little yeah. mechanism that feeds the up to there and pop pop pow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a they, these actually have a holster set and everything. Um, nice scroll work on it. And so, yeah. do you have the caps for that? Do they? Do people uh, still sell that? I think you can still get that stuff. I don't have any myself, but. My grandfather, who used to do a lot when he was up in Illinois, did a lot of uh, like antiquing and, you know, buying and selling of stuff. He got these for me when I was a kid. So I got the leather holster and the whole nine yards that go with them. So uh, now point the barrel at the camera. Let's see the barrel. Look at that. A big open <laughs> in the hole there. And no, no orange. orange. That's no orange on the end for all yeah. you, um, you know, scared of your shadow type people. Yeah. Nazis. Huh? Nazis. See, we, see back, back in the day, you didn't point guns at the popo. Right. Right. Because first thing, the popo would knock you out before they shot you, but or they grab you by the scruff of the neck. But no, you didn't do that stuff because you knew better. Yeah, you know, not now where you run around a neighborhood and you know. And scroll works better than most modern day Kimbers too. (laughs) Um, And Len Holt says uh, engraving, engraving. Uh, What I can't skate? That's not scroll work. I thought it was scroll work. Am I wrong? Am I saying Uh, that wrong? You you can call it scroll work. You can call it engraving. You can call it whatever you like, Hank Strings. Oh. I'm not. All I'm right. Not, well, I'm just trying to find out what is the proper nomenclature. Well, it depends on what your nomenclature is, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I have a pair of these beautiful cap guns. I have some other ones too. You know, back pre, um, with the, when they didn't make things out of zinc die cast. Um, the old cap guns were made out of like cast iron or cast steel. Yes. Um, I've got some of those too. Um, yeah, people collect I, them actually. So. I remember those heavy ones because me yeah. and my brothers used to hit each other upside the head with it. <laughs> oh, that brings up yeah. something. About the I remember the yeah. yeah, I remember those very well. And you know my brother Walter. There's this story that's very famous in my family. When we were living in England, uh, we used to walk to we used to walk to school every day, and uh, you know we would get like you know some money or whatever to buy right. candy or something. Right. So my brother, he's my older brother. He convinced me to spend all the money buying the cat the that those caps, rolls, yeah. yeah, with the caps in it. So we bought a whole bunch of these things, and then my brother basically got some wiring and stuff like that, and made a bomb on our bed in our bedroom, <laughs> and and basically blew up the bed, and the bed was on fire. <laughs> uh oh. 
And my oh, yeah. mom, my mom comes in there and beats the living day. Like beating coming on after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. reminds me, you could take those roll of caps and hit the whole roll with like a hammer. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was rather explosive too, actually, when you set them all off at the same time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those back in those days, there was no such thing as child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as I say, I know I was never abused. Usually when something happened, I usually did something to make it happen. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like I was just an innocent just standing there and all of a sudden I got beat. No, no we, we earned most of our uh, yeah. kickers that we got. <laughs> when, yeah. I'm, when, when I got an ass kicking or, or swatting with a – my mom would grab whatever. She'd grab a brush. She'd grab whatever she had close by, you know. I usually did something. We had mm-hmm. a belt that hung in my parents' room that nobody ever wore. <laughs> Except your ass. That's Why the belt was sacred, or the belt? Was... <laughs> it, was, it was sacred, all right. It was cursed. Oh no, yeah, absolutely, it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of belt. Like my mom had belts that you know the belts that have like the patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen Sam making some of those belts. <laughs> Sometimes I would get lashes so hard from those belts, you could see the patterns. Like if it was a rose <laughs> or whatever, and that, you could see it on my skin. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been cool if they would have printed like in backwards letters the word BAM on it? So like whenever you saw it on your butt, it said BAM real big. <laughs> yeah. See these these kids nowadays, man. They don't. So, yes. The this, is Empire, what, this is what. Go ahead. The Empire Noble launches non-firing 3D printed toy. Yeah. But it doesn't use, I guess you can't put caps in it. Well, yeah, because that would be too much like yeah. a real firearm. Um, yeah. It's but cool yeah, though. No, that's cool. no, no, the technology is definitely very cool because you can print out anything basically. And yeah. and, and now with the, the ruling about the I forget his name, where it is um uh, Cody Wilson? Yes, Cody Wilson. Yes. His his mission in life is to to scan and digitize as much information and put it out there. So you'll be able to print anything you want in the future. Freedom. Freedom coming to America. America. Brought, brought to you by the big floating baby Trump. That's that's freedom of the world too because yeah, yeah. just yeah just like the baby Jesus I think these guys don't know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> I predict the baby Trump is going to become more popular than baby Jesus I got I'll make a I'll make I'll make a I'll make a what do you call yeah. it a patch and start selling it Oh, oh yeah. here's what here's what I was going to say someone should do a nativity with the little baby Jesus <laughs> Oh God! Well, <laughs> Make those little baby, uh, baby Trump. So you know, like nativity, little baby Trump in there. He's the little baby Jesus. Yeah, and you could put some other things around, and then maybe off to the side, you could have like the devil Hillary or something like that. Yeah, uh, uh, just like cut me in for a couple of pennies, a couple shekels. Yeah, on on every one that you sell. I don't know if any Paul. Have you seen any other? Things in there. I could keep. I could keep pulling up stuff, man. I'm trying to find stuff. I just. You can keep. Uh, okay, here's one. I'm going to send to both of you guys, so okay. that this is the next thing I'm going to talk about. I want both of you to look at this because I think this is kind of interesting. But I want to know what you guys think. So I'm putting that in the chat. And here, let me put this in the chat for the folks here. And if you guys, um, if you guys in the that are watching us live right now have anything to say. Let us know if you want to shout out uh, Paul. I know we got a bunch of people over here that came in uh, because of Paul. Let us know if you have questions for him and all that. Let us know right now. Um, uh, what I can't read your writing, Lola. It says sent to article rubber yesterday. Rubber. The rubber. 
This is not an O. This is not an O in these. Okay, I'm going to show people your handwriting. This, this is not an O. Does that look... Is that an is that O right there? Because that is not an O. That's, that's a, a U. That's a U. That's a U. And then how am I supposed to know these are Bs? Wow. Uh, one one kind of looks like the other one does. How, how the hell did you become a pharmacist? That's how they write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking the educational system in America. It's a secret code. You know, it's like... It's like the uh, code talkers in World War II. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, my mother beat me if my handwriting was bad. Oh, here oh, goes dear. Walter with the ice cream bars. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just brought this in. Yeah. Me. See, here, here was my curse. My, my both. I come from a family of teachers. Mm. So my mother and my father were both teachers. And uh, my, my mother, um, she's like, when I meet people from Guyana and they, like my mother taught them, the first thing they tell me is how much she beat them. <laughs> you know which is it amazes me and then i always say oh okay i thought i was like the only person who she liked to beat <laughs> you know so if i if i ever had handwriting like that i would get so beaten <laughs> so badly but uh, you know mm. lola gets away with it so there you go all right so uh you sent me the article about the robber what robber are we talking about Oh, was this the guy who stole the? Did you guys hear about this um, guy in Tallahassee that went into um, a gun store in Tallahassee? I think it was Academy Sports, and he's and he um, he was trying to steal these handguns. I think he was trying to steal other handguns throughout the day, and the the manager of Academy tackled this guy, took him down. He didn't get to get away with the guns. They fired. They fired the manager. Academy Sports. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so here's the headline going out now. Academy sports pistol thief who threatened to kill upon his release was released on bond. Nice. Wow. That's, uh, that's so typical. Yeah. He says, I will steal again when I get out of jail. This is, this is crazy, man. Was he offered a job at Academy? Probably. You know, he'll probably be working on there so they can settle and not have, you know, so he won't sue them and get a whole bunch of money. Uh, that, yeah, shame on Academy, but also shame on the police departments and the judges in Tallahassee. That guy shouldn't get out. This guy is trying to do bad. He's saying that he's that he's going to do bad. Who is this going to be on when this guy kills someone? Well, it should be the judge's fault. The judge should be taken out and shot. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Cyrus 308 says Academy, a division of dicks. <laughs> or, or a good horse whip, and that would fix that judge. Yeah, um, wow, that's, that's, yeah. Well, you know, oh, well, welcome to England. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys are looking at that article that I saw there. I yeah. see there's another article on the firearms blog with King Abdullah II of Jordan yeah, and I his SIG that. MCX. Yeah, how coincidental. Yeah. The, you're gonna see lots of uh, lots of noblemen. By the way, in England, the uh, the royalty, you know, the queen, yeah. the princes, and the princesses, and whatever you call them, the dukes and the earls of Worcester and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. All those people, man, they all train in firearms. Do you know that? Well, why not? 
Yeah, they all they all train for stuff. They all train to have to defend themselves. Not only do they have armies and special units and stuff like that defending them, they actually all make them train in in uh, firearms and uh, evasive driving, all that kind of craziness. So they train to defend themselves, but nobody else in England should do that. Um, there's another interesting article in the Firearms blog. If you're if you're into AKs and crinkoffs about the, it's called the crinks of osama bin laden because mm -hmm. he always okay. was pictured carrying around a crink off with him. oh oh okay so, um so there's a whole write-up about different ones he's been he was seen with and the colors of the slings and all that stuff so if you're a crink off person it's interesting oh i see this thing saddam's svd clone yeah i saw that too yeah yeah, yep. yeah. okay i didn't see the the cranks of there the, so crank thing, the crank thing is below the king abdullah story Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. hold on. Let me go look at that again. There's a couple below. Uh, oh, actually, no. I see this when I... Uh, hold on. Let me see. I see it right here. That's It's trending. Uh, the Cranks of Osama bin Laden. Also so he liked to crank. Yeah, that's true. I remember he liked to crank. Yeah, I'm wondering wonder that deep sea uh, burial, if they buried a crank with him. No, you read the story. They they took his stuff back to the CIA headquarters and stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, all, it's in a collection somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They don't throw away the good stuff. They throw away the shit like him. Yeah, it's probably it's probably in the FBI um the FBI no. vault. No, it's a CIA. Oh, CIA. Does, FBI, yeah, doesn't, FBI doesn't rate in that stuff. Yeah. So the so the CIA probably has a vault, but we'll never get to see it. Um I I I had a line on getting us into the FBI vault. I had a line on getting into the CIA stuff. Oh, you do? Okay, Walter. Uh, sure. Unlike no. what you do with your ice cream bars that you're eating and nobody else share, gets I can't together. share that stuff on, you know, to the whole world. Then it wouldn't be a CIA, would it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, uh, that would be cool. That would be cool. We'd like to get yeah, into some. Uh, they have lots of really cool stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. So have you guys, did you guys take a look at this article about the um, ballistic gel testing of the littlest shotgun? Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah. yeah. So I sent the articles up here in the chat. It's a. Uh, so this is this is a real short shotgun. I mean, you can see the, the casing sticking out of yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen that before, um, but I never paid it much attention because it's almost silly. But yeah. mm -hmm. but then again, you know what what's silly to one person is really cool to the next. But <laughs> that that funny you bring that up. I've had a customer call me the other day, and I've never had anybody ask me this. What the the ballistics are on the, my shotguns with a seven-inch barrel. Mm -hmm. um, I've never taken the time to put a chronograph in front of it and measure it. So okay. I guess I guess I need to do that. And uh, what what about ballistics gel? Did you ever put it in some ballistics? Well, gel? I've never had any ballistics gel. Do you have a line on that? Um, I actually do have some ballistics gel right now. Do you see these guys right here, Fort Scott Munitions? These <laughs> are my buddies in Fort Scott kansas right here oh, they sent okay. me some ballistics gel walter that's waiting for us to shoot it up well that's what I'm we're just, gonna do yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, no. and they sent me some ammo as well to test so okay yeah um, we'll be doing that we'll have to um, do the um, pornograph on the shotguns yeah so what do you think are you into shotguns paul yeah i'm actually watching the video of the yeah shotguns. oh cool okay oh. yeah i couldn't get that video to pull up so what? How does it look? Does it? Because I'm thinking in my brain that it's going to come out and spread immediately. But is that not um, what happened? No, it's not. According to the ballistic gel that it shows, I don't understand how with the casing 
sticking out a half inch to three quarters of an inch out the barrel of the shotgun that it's not a that it's not just splattering as it comes out. I mean, apparently the wad and uh, everything behind it is far enough into the barrel that it comes out properly. This looks like hmm. it's got an awful lot of the shell sticking out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that that's weird. So that it's is it is it still effective according to the ballistics gel? According to the test that they're showing, yeah. I mean, it's and it's hitting at a solid mark on it. It's not scattering all over the place. But oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. unbelievable. I wouldn't want to be in front of it. <clears throat> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I mean, I, I assume it's got one of the little Raptor handles. Is that what? I don't see the back of it. Uh, like the little Mossberg uh, shockwave, the little Raptor mm-hmm. head-looking handle. Apparently, that's what it's got. Yeah, it looks looks like they just chopped off the wooden handle. Yeah, or they carved it down. Yeah, they just carved it off. Yeah, because that would definitely be a. Um, I don't know how you would pay for that. Is it AOW? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but neither that whatever it doesn't really. It would yeah. be a firearm. Well, mm-hmm. classified as a firearm, right? Just as a like the Mossberg shockwave, wouldn't it? No, because that they don't make any. You have to start with a virgin receiver to qualify as a a firearm. You can't take a regular gun and make it into a firearm. So they modified this one into this? Yeah, they cut that down. From oh, something. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So, so they probably have the manufacturer's license. or Yeah, somebody does, yeah. Um, Roger mean, Kaiser says the guy with the shotgun has a YouTube channel. Um, I think that's what it was saying in the article. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting, cool, you know. Yeah, it shows him shooting different length shotguns, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different. I don't yeah. have a I don't have a double barrel that's well I have a double barrel but I'm not going to chop it off that short it's no. too nice to chop off um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to find a crappy gun to chop off like that yeah I can do it so let's see here before we go into some other stuff uh, okay. you know what let's give the people some gorn man we're at eight thirty something let's give the people some gorn what they came here for okay. Hot off the presses of Safety Harbor Firearms for you guys with CZ Scorpions. We are making a Picatinny adapter so you can do things like mount the SIG stock on it or the stock of your choice, whatever you want to do. But what we're making is the adapter. So Very we're gonna nice. make we're gonna make an adapter like this for the HK, for the for the CZ, for the um oh uh, um the new one, the the Storberg or Storberg or Sirbog or whatever, how you say it. Okay. The one I, cool. the one I showed the other night. Yeah. So this one is just not, um, not, anodized. not anodized, 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 anodized. Say that, time, say, that, say that five times fast. Anodized, 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 anodized. Okay. I get it. I just mix it up with anodized, which is, I guess, a totally different thing. Is that like anodizing with ebony? Uh, I don't know. Adonized, I don't know. No. I don't know. Anyway. Adonized in ivory? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, <laughs> metallurgy. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, this one's not been yeah. coded. Are you going to make the folding stock? That's what I mean. Um, we. I've been given a serious thought of a, a stock like this. Yeah. Um, but right now, we got a few other things on the burner. Yeah. So, I think you should make the uh, stock also folding and uh, call it the Hank. Okay. I'll take that in, and I'll take that advice into consideration when it's time to uh, put my business put my my business out of business. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, that's cool. That's cool though. Okay, so what? So when's that coming out? Uh, we just got to make some. Um, uh, it'll probably be 
couple three weeks. Okay. What do you think about? Go ahead. What, what do you think about this, Paul? Um, do you have any CZ Scorpions? Yeah, actually, I do. I bought. Uh, of course, I had one of the old school ones, uh, very similar to that, that uh, came as a pistol, and I bought one for USPSA shooting in the pistol carbine class. Uh, as a carbine, but whenever I went to modify the trigger, there's a set screw at the bottom of the trigger pack that broke in half. So Boom. I'm in the process of right under, I'm looking at yours right there, right under that trigger guard. Uh, if you look, there's a set screw. See it? You can see the black against Oh, the yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. That, that set screw right there broke in half. So it broke oh. into the frame. So I had to actually uh, do a whole lot of modifications to actually get the thing finally apart. So I'm waiting on the replacement set screw so I can finish putting the new trigger oh, okay. pack in. Okay. Yeah, this is a, what I call like a second gen. It doesn't have the sling swivel on this side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also make a collapsible stock for the CZ. Um, in order to use it with those early guns, you have to cut that sling swivel off or that sling mount off. Okay. But yeah. From talking to other CZ owners, nobody seems to use it as a as a sling swivel anyways or a sling mount, so they don't have too much problem chopping it off. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but anyways... That's latest and greatest from us. Yeah, that's cool. Um, also, um, Franklin Armory has a CD binary trigger, a CZ, excuse me, a binary trigger for the CZ. I don't know if you're aware of that one, Paul. No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Um, we tested it. Uh, Walter and I tested it already. Yep. Um, I think you can, it's in pre-orders right now. So we, I actually have the, uh, one of the prototypes. But it's uh, it's in pre-order right now. So what what kind of Gorn you got, Paul? What do I actually have something that's not new, but it's new to me, and it's the uh, Wind and Weaponry two two four Valkyrie. Um, oh, I have not nice. had a chance to even shoot it yet, but there it's loaded. I mean, this thing fluted barrel, threaded barrel, um, everything about this thing is fine. It's got the the Luth AR stock on it. Um, oh, yeah. A story that someone told me, and you guys probably can confirm or deny this, but uh, was that the guy who. Uh, the Luther guy or whatever his name is that made the Luther AR, is he not the original, um, I guess, owner of DPMS? Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was told that he was. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's pretty sold it off. And then now he's doing this. Yeah. He's doing that and some other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting this out. I've actually, Wyndham sent this to me. Uh, they're big partners of our show. And uh, I've, I've actually had a series uh, two, three years ago, maybe that it was called gun bullies and we still do it every now and then where we just beat stuff up. It's just our name <laughs> for the uh, gun test. And we were looking to see what an AR 15 could, uh, could manage. And we decided, uh, of course, since we were paying for it out of pocket, we wanted to buy something that was reliable, but was also somewhat cheap. And we got the MPC by Wyndham weaponry. Didn't even know these guys yet. And we ran the series. And of course, through the series, the gun other than shell uh, rocks actually getting into the buffer tube assembly, uh, the gun never failed on us, and we became very good friends with Wyndham Weaponry after that because, obviously, we sold some guns for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, they'll put new products out, and they'll send them to us. So this is something that I'm excited to put my hands on. Uh, ammo's a little hard to get, a little expensive, but uh, waiting on some optics from Kinsey's Optics. That's another uh, company that's really good to us. Kinsey's Optics is going to be sending us some things to put on top of this, and then we'll be running some reviews on it for our show and for YouTube. Awesome. Very cool. Wyndham Weaponry, that's, is that the same factory as Bushmaster? Or? Yeah, it's okay. actually it's a pretty interesting uh, story. We actually started filming. We went to Wyndham, Maine to actually start the, uh, the historical layout. Now, there's some, some legal issues there because there was a handoff between Bushmaster and Wyndham. But 
the actual the same exact plant and most of the same people who make Wyndham weaponry rifles are the exact same people that made Bushmaster and Bushmaster rifles. Um, whenever it was it the freedom group or whatever it is yeah. that, uh, that bought everybody up and ruined their companies. Well, they bought, um, Bushmaster up and they said they were not, they specifically said that they were not going to move from Wyndham, Maine. <laughs> and of course they decided that they were going to move to Ilion, New York. And um, what they did yeah. was uh, the, the crazy thing was they didn't have the foresight to wait um, or at least to make a non-compete or to move sooner than the non-compete because the actual owner of Bushmaster who created Bushmaster, they made him sign a five-year non-compete. Well, as luck would have it, he was uh, on a train in, I think, Switzerland somewhere when he got the news that they were moving everybody and they were laying off the entire Bushmaster workforce. And, or you could move to Ilion, New York, like somebody could actually do that. And uh, oddly enough, he got the call over there. They were doing that. So he sent out an email, a blanket email to all of the employees of Bushmaster who were still domiciled at a Wyndham, Maine, and said, uh, hey, you want to get the band back together? And uh, they, they were all like, most of them were like, heck, yeah. So they were months away from his non-compete running out on the five-year window that he had. So right after that, when it ran out, they just opened the doors back up. And this is a story that I'm probably not supposed to say, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. This is very interesting to me. They Bushmaster decided, okay, we're going to move. We're going to sell everything from the Wyndham plant. So they had CNC machines, everything, you name it. They were going to sell all of it. So they had basically a big gun garage sale is what they had. Well, Wyndham knew they were going to create their own company, Wyndham uh, Weaponry, again. So what what they did is they paid people that they knew because they the knew they stuff. couldn't do it themselves. And they went with 18-wheelers and bought all the shit from Wyndham, hauled it off, <laughs> parked At it a on discount. Side, yeah, and they parked it on side roads in Wyndham, Maine, until Bushmaster packed all their crap and left. And then they drove the trucks back in and unloaded all the stuff back into the plant again. Mm-hmm. so it's pretty oh, interesting awesome. a really cool history yeah. there i mean it's kind of yeah. like the the whole underdog story you really want to pull for these guys that was what attracted me to them to begin with mm-hmm. and uh, they just make it, it good firearms yeah i think so i agree with that and it's interesting how that happens time and time again yep you know um, where um someone gets bought out but then they go you know they go out and they they start again and they create another company that's pretty good. And then that gets bought out at the end. People, for some reason people don't understand that it's the people behind the company. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. not the name. Yeah. yeah. So um, let me, let me, there's, I'm actually getting some uh, people are sending me in pictures of their guns. I just want to show a couple of those before I go. Um, here's something I got from Sarge. Wait, this looks a little bit familiar, but there you go. Some uh, CZ Scorpions. Oh, uh, nice. Scorpions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm getting a bunch of those. Um, I don't know if Walter had some other uh, Gorn that he wanted to. Uh, That's all I brought home in. besides my cap guns. Yeah. Um, this is from Scott. There you go. Folks, my, my number my number goes out there. So I actually like uh, published my number. When that newsletter goes up, my number is actually in it and people send me pictures and communicate with me, which is a good way while I'm on the road for, for everyone to communicate with me. So um, someone sent me this picture of Super Cap Gun. Check that oh, out. Yeah, Super Cap Gun. Yeah, and it's Super got an orange thing on the cool. end. Too, yeah, 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 yeah. I got your orange thing right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me see uh speaking of uh, uh gorn let me show you something real quick we we're talking yes. about the whole remington 
uh, fiasco with those guys um, running companies or uh, the, the Freedom Group. I did a video uh, comparing the uh, Remington TAC-14, this exact gun right here in the Mossberg Shockwave. And, uh, of course, I live in Louisiana, 30 miles from the coast, and it's extremely humid down here. Well, I put both guns. Of course, this is a steel. This is the, the Remington here. This is a steel receiver in the Mossberg. It's aluminum, but there's a lot of steel parts on the Remington, uh, excuse me, the Mossberg also. I put them in my garage for two days right next to my back door after I filmed with them. This thing here was so rusted. This is the Mossberg TAC-14. It was so rusted. I'm talking about from end to end, the trigger, the trigger guard, every single thing that was steel on this thing rusted. I mean, very horribly, whereas none of the steel in the Mossberg, and I'm not a Mossberg guy. I actually grew up as a Remington guy. And uh, the Mossberg was in such good shape that I actually did a quick video showing how pitiful the condition of this TAC-14 was. And the guys at Mad Pig Customs uh, sent me a, an email and said, <laughs> send it to us and we'll fix it up for you. And this is what they did to it. So uh, is that hydrocoated or is that painted? That's painted. Okay. Yeah, they've got we the people on the uh, the forend right here. And of oh, course, cool. You see the stars and the stripes and the uh, the, the distressed uh, flag look on the side of it. Receiver. That's great. Really, really, really cool. I did a great job to it. Yeah, the finish on the Remingtons is black oxide from the factory for the, the standard gun. Is just black oxide, which is it's not like parkerizing. It's a little different. Um, yeah, they they they'll rust pretty quick. I mean, especially in that that's a that's a moist environment where you live. Right. Like it would be here in Florida. And I don't know about yourself, but some people I call a rusters when they touch stuff, it leaves their acid all over the, over the, the metal and it causes things to rust even faster. So, well, the um, thing that, that, that got me was of course you, you know, and you guys deal with online people all the time. You've, you've got always people that are uh, the fans of a particular brand. And right, the Remington right, right. guys were very aggravated at me because, <laughs> uh, they feel like it was <laughs> But they made it sound like this was the first gun that I ever set back to, uh, on the side of my back door by my garage. I'm thinking, dude, I, I can show you pictures that I've posted on Instagram of 15 guns piled up at my back door that have been there for a month. This was the only one that's ever rusted like that. Yeah. Uh, and again, I am an old school Remington fan. One of my favorite shotguns to this date still is in an old 870. But I mean, that was before you had to pry the, the hole out of the chamber. I mean, this they, made, uh -huh. they were made right back then. Yeah. If the Remington guys ever complain to you, just say... Um, I've got two words for you. Remington 51. <laughs> R51. Oh, R51. Yeah. The that, R51. That was the biggest pile of dung. Oh, my God. <laughs> you could hear the – when you can hear the action and it's like the barrel move 15 different ways, but that 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 was a horrible, horrible, horrible design. When you want to re uh, resurrect a gun, you usually improve it. And mm -hmm. they went backwards on the R51. I never got that. Yeah. What was crazy for me is because um, I saw it at SHOT Show. If, any, if anyone goes back, I saw, saw it at SHOT Show. I did a video just looking at it, not shooting it. And I wasn't like super impressed, but I was talking to one of the engineers. And then after it, Lola was like, oh, you know, you're not your usual, like all excited or whatever. But I was like, yeah, because it really didn't, you know, didn't move me. Then all this news started to come out before um, the NRA show. And you know, people saw how terrible it was and all that kind of stuff. So by the time we got to the NRA show, it was big news. And they had a huge banner at NRA when you walked in that had huge Remington and the R51 and the most awesome gun in the world. And the, obviously, you know, NRA shows for the people, the people go there. And I was in the booth just standing there and people coming in and asking the reps in the booth, 
what's up with the R51? And I'm listening to the reps in there over and over again, telling people that they designed the gun deliberately to do all that stuff for their own safety. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a real thing that that happened. You know, and then um, I think before the show was even over, they they recalled it. Hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah. You know, those guys have nothing to say. You know, yeah. they have nothing to say. And now they actually, um, we had put a video out. If, I don't know if you guys are familiar with probably the first rendition that most people saw of a, uh, a box fed um, a twelve gauge shotgun was by Black Aces Tactical, uh, down by you guys. He's in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. he's a good guy. I mean, small shop, uh, extremely small shop, was a one-man shop at one time. Mm -hmm. And he was using Mossberg receivers and modified them to take a magazine, designed his own magazines and all that. And um, I'm probably not supposed to talk about this either, but I am. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some litigation that's going on right now. And he actually, Remington took a, I think it was a Chinese patent, that was a ripoff of Black Aces Tactical's own patent to modify the receiver to be able to take the magazine. They they claimed that they were using a uh, a design from this Chinese company who had ripped Black Aces off, and I think they'd imported in uh, through Washington or Oregon or something like that. And uh, anyway, Remington's design now, if you go look at it and put it right next to the Black Aces Tactical, Eric had been making these shotguns for two years before Remington put theirs out. And it was actually at the NSUW show last year in San Antonio where they had uh, NSUW, for those of you that don't, don't, uh, don't know, the National Association of Sporting Good Wholesalers. So it's not open to the public. And a lot of times it's the items that they're going to introduce at SHOT Show because it's usually in late October, early November. So Remington had this huge closed off room. You couldn't even see what they were going to be introducing the coming year. And when they cracked the door open, Eric told me, go by there and look in that room when they crack the door open and you're going to see my shotgun on the wall. And sure enough, opened it up and it just looked like a, a sea of his shotguns. And he walked over there to talk to them and said, Hey guys. Uh, and they knew who he was. Cause they immediately said, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, I just want to kind of talk to y'all about what you got going on with the mag fed devices and all that. They wouldn't talk to him. They put attorneys in touch with attorneys at that very moment. So Remington's they're trying to save face. They're trying to obviously stay relevant in the market. But man, they're they're doing it all the wrong ways. And I had so much respect for those guys growing up. And just to see the way they've evolved now is real disappointing to me. Yeah. Because it's not run by gun guys. Exactly. Exactly. It's run by corporates. Yep. And all yeah. they do is look at the numbers. So mm -hmm. but Absolutely. The, the, the magazine fed shotgun thing um, was being done before Black Aces did it actually too. That's right. Um, the Chinese did that. Um Dominion Arms, I think it's called. They were bringing them into Canada. Um, I saw those at the SHOT Show, and they could never get them into the U.S. here. And then Hurricane Butterfly, you're familiar with those guys, right? They're up in Oregon. Yeah, I've or, heard that. On, yes, on, the, yes. on, on the West Coast, yeah, they're bringing in Chinese-made ones now, too. But they just bring in the raw receivers. They figured it all out. Okay. You just, bring in, you just bring in the raw receiver, and it's not anything. And you can build it as a short gun, big gun, long gun, tall gun, yeah, whatever you want to do. Hmm. It's a firearm as they call them now. <laughs> um, well, that's not new, either, actually, because all your Persuader, um, the Cruiser, Mossbergs and stuff, those are not considered a sporting shotguns. Those are a firearms because they, the ATF says if you don't have a stock on it from the factory, it's not a sporting shotgun where you would. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, so, and all, all, all Mossberg did was 
and so did everybody else in the shotgun with the sh they just read the rules and figured the rules out said oh look if we just meet the overall length requirement guess what it's legal mm -hmm. whether the barrel's 14 inches or the barrel's 18 inches if it's 26 inches overall and it's all good and sure enough you know so then we know as you can see you got the remington one and you got the mossberg one and they're both kind of fugly in my opinion yeah um Especially the Mossberg thing. Oh my God! The Mossberg mag magazine. I don't know why they went, why they tried so hard to make it the biggest, bulkiest magazine yeah. they could possibly put on this thing. I, I I look at it and I go, I don't even want one of those. You know, <laughs> I make little shotguns. See now, like I'm a Moss, I'm a Mossberg guy, but that that makes me feel. Bad. I take little big shotguns and make them AOWs. So I would think, oh, maybe I'm making it. No, it's ugly. You know, and then the Remington is just kind of cobbled together in my opinion where they got the brackets on the outside screwed in so it's not and i have eric stuff too actually um so yeah i know you've got the early stuff from uh black aces so what's yeah. so what's going to happen with the black aces and all of this well they keep right on doing what they're doing you know they're coming out with new stuff and you know um that, i don't know what'll happen lawsuit wise but um uh, I mean, he'll tell you, be the first one to tell you, he's not, doesn't have the money to do anything. I mean, yeah, you know, that. when you're going against, you're going against a huge uh, holding corporation, I guess you'd call it. They can fight until they have lawyers yeah. on staff. Don't, so at $500 an hour, when you're paying a lawyer, it's like, ooh, it gets a little expensive real yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Freedom Group is in that category of one of these people that are too big to fail kind of deal. Well, they're not too big you know? to fail. But no, you understand what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying yeah, that sarcastically. Yeah. I know. Euphemistic I know. use of the word. I hate that term. I hate, no, nothing yeah. is too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, what I'm saying is that people keep boosting these companies yeah, up, right? right? Right, Everybody's got this romantic thing about Remington and HK and all these other companies. I don't have it. If they go away, they go away. Somebody will pick up the pieces. Somebody else will get the design. Somebody else will, and it'll come back. Yeah, but I think it's like what Paul is saying. The the real value to these things are the name. That's it. It's just the name. I mean, the history, you know, you can go, oh, you know, they've been around since forever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, mm -hmm. you know, if they can't compete in a modern in a modern setting, then they don't they don't need to be there. Yeah. They they won't they won't survive because some smaller companies will step in and I can build a shotgun. Anybody can build a shotgun. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing nothing there's nothing secret or special about building a pump shotgun. Yeah. So here's my question. And even Paul can jump in on this first. How long are we going to give respect to names? Do you think that there's a lot of time left that we're going to keep doing that or short time? And then I'll and then I'll get Walter to chime in on that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you my personal opinion. I've told this quite often, uh, this story quite often about uh, brands. Um, and, and I don't mean to say any of this condescendingly. Um, think about many, not all of, and I'm not trying to generalize, think about many of the, uh, the gun owners out there. The reason why I think we have so many brand loyal people is because the average blue collar guy that has his payday to payday, um, you know, do we have enough money to go out and eat this week or do we need to cook at home? You know what I mean? That, that right. kind mm -hmm. of guy. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I don't mean that condescendingly. We've all been there. If not, yeah, we've all been there. that guy or yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So they're not going out. They're not they're not saying hey, there's a new gun that came out today. I think I'm going to go buy it. They're saving up for six, eight months, 10 months. This is what they're saving for Christmas. They got one shot at it. They may not buy another gun for a whole year. That person becomes extremely brand loyal because, look, nobody wants to admit they made a mistake. We've all got <laughs> egos, right? So I went and bought a Glock today, all right? That's that's my 
That's my annual money that, well, and let's face it, that's my money that my wife might only allow me to spend. That's my throwaway right. money, you know? So now I'm a Glock guy. I, I've got a year to go before I can buy my next gun. <laughs> I, I'm a Glock guy for a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mean, these people become, I really believe they become brand loyal. They buy the hats, they buy the t-shirts because they're going to the range with that one gun that they've got. And again, I'm not belittling those people because I had one gun for a very long period of time and I was pretty loyal to that gun. I mean, it was a gun mm-hmm. that I had. People are emotionally invested in these guns. You know what I mean? They, they Google mm-hmm. them, they watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. and they really are invested in these guns emotionally before they even go buy them. So I really feel like the brand name stuff is important now, but I think it's getting diluted. Now look at Colt, look at Colt. I mean, my God, that's, a, that was a bulletproof name brand for a long time. They had to, against everybody's wishes within Colt, they had to start doing things with their 1911s they never dreamed they would do. They weren't really interested in the civilian market, you know, for 1911s. They started actually making some nicer 1911s that everybody else, I mean, again, I'm not going to knock Kimber, but Kimber used to make a better 1911. They started trying to mimic some of the things that Kimber was doing by just selling these average, or not average, but these hyped up uh, 1911s to the average everyday guy. And, uh, you know, Colt, I feel like they had to start digging themselves out of a hole after they lost all the military contracts and all that. I think brand aware, brand loyalty is is, is always going to be around, but I think it's less of an issue now because some of these gun companies have gotten pretty, I think, innovative. I mean, I'm in, interested. I mean, I know some of the new stuff we see at SHOT Show gets kind of hokey sometimes, but I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I'm excited when I see companies think outside the box. You know, maybe it is a stupid idea, but maybe it generates some thought from somebody that's going to make the next really big thing, the really big cool thing that I'm going to like because people are actually thinking and not making now the the same AR-15 that everybody else and their brother has made a thousand times over. The same 1911. Right, right. That's exactly right. I, you know, like Remington comes out with 1911, I'm going, <laughs> well, what are you doing? Grips. The walnut grips, right? <laughs> yeah. That's we like how, totally- how, how many Model, 700, model 700s can you make? Right. Yeah. I mean, you go to Shot Show and they got walls of, of yeah. the same thing, and it's like, uh, yeah. what is? I love things? it when people tell me they revolutionized something. You know, every, now then, <laughs> right. every now and then, I'm like talking to some gun manufacturer, and they're like, "We've changed the game." I'm like, oh, awesome! I mean, I'm always looking for that, like you just said, Paul. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, well, because we, we we put this, you know, we put this little bit of writing on our thing. Yeah, nobody else is doing the dirty girl pink camo, by the way. So yeah. you've revolutionized the finished market. It's insane. And I think I agree with you that people want the people who are pushing the boundaries and doing the new things. And you're going to find a lot of the mom and pops are going to start coming up. You know, the grassroots manufacturers or or, or people who are really, you know, I'm not saying even they're not, not necessarily pushing boundaries, but they're bringing back things and mixing things. And as you just said, someone's pushing the limits over here and someone's like, oh, I could take that and put it on this thing and do this. Well, look, at, look at Hudson. I'm not saying that that H9 is the greatest thing in the world, but they did redesign some things that everybody else had either tried and put some things together. And they, you know, they had the guts to go out there and do it. And to me, this is the time whenever we don't have panic buys and things like that. And the gun industry is kind of down that makes people more innovative because when you can sell a $700 AR-15 for $2,000, who gives a rip what the next new thing is? I mean, you can go buy a bunch of $700 AR-15 and sell them for $2,000. But this is the time now whenever things are kind of tight in the gun industry where I feel like people are encouraged or kind of forced, so to speak, to make the next new thing. They have to think because they have to distance themselves from the crowd because nobody's buying AR-15s right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walter, I know you want to finish your thought on that, so go ahead. Yeah, well, as I've said a hundred times here, except for a lot of people that are in the gun business now were not in the gun business before Obama. 
So they have no concept of a normal market. Exactly. They, they lived under this fear constantly. So everybody bought whatever. You could make an AR-15. Look at Springfield Armory and their fancy AR-15 that came out right before the election, by the way. Right. Because um, they, <laughs> they were on the Hillary plan. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, was that the saint? The saint. Yeah. What's up with that? Going to save the world. <laughs> saint. Um, but yeah, just a regular AR-15. I mean, you know, come on, guys. They don't take no... You don't make anything. You buy all the parts and put it together, by the way. Right. Well, wasn't it all uh, Bravo Company? I think everything on it was Bravo Company yeah. that they actually made. Yeah. So Also, they're calling it like the MSR, you know, because they think that's how they're going to avoid. Yeah, that's how they're going to avoid laws. Yeah. Let's just call yeah. it an MSR. Well, why don't you come out? Yeah. And su- why don't you come out and support the people fighting all this bullshit instead of hiding behind instead of hiding behind your logo or your or whatever or, or, or paying the. Yeah, well, you know, the whole Springfield Armory thing. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of that, that's something I wonder. Illinois, you see what's going on in Illinois? Have you been watching Illinois? There's, uh, a, re- there's a revolt brewing in Illinois, by the way. The people? The people are waking county, up? County by county, they're making them all gun sanctuary places. And the only place that it won't be is where the where the leftists live, in Springfield mm-hmm. and, and Chicago. But county by county, they're all voting for guns. So mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a revolution brewing in Illinois, which is good because Illinois is going in as a shithole because everybody's moving out because taxes, taxes and more taxes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I know we're going a little I'm bit from over. there originally. So, <laughs> yeah, I know we're going a little bit over, but I think, you know, and, and I think what, what, we're, what we're all saying here is so true. And it blows my mind that the people in the firearms industry who are going to be the most affected by this and have the money to push these things and make differences in so many ways that we talk about this every day when it comes to politics and, and even people like us having voices or not having voices and things like that. They're not doing anything and they're just sitting back. Well, it's it takes, almost like if they're not into guns and they don't care if the industry goes out, they the let it burn down. The corporate types don't care because they'll get their package when the business closes anyways. So, you know, yeah. they can care. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll go back to, like you used to say, selling cars or selling encyclopedias. They don't sell encyclopedias anymore. Yeah. It's all the same for a salesperson. They don't care what they're selling, long as they're selling something. Yeah, I think I think it's sad. And, and I think the people out there should support the companies that have passion, where the people behind these companies have passion. They show it. They make choices and they say things and they stand up for things. And they do all of this. Just focus on those guys out there with your money. The people that really have the power in this is just like for us or, or at least for Paul and I, you know, I know that like YouTube's not your big thing, Walter. But, you know, um, stand <laughs> Huh? No, go yeah, ahead. Well, yeah, what I was going to say is that, you know, you need to you need to support these kinds of people. Support the people who actually have passion and desire behind all of these things. You can see it. It's evident. You 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 can look at that and see that and don't um don't give your money. You have the power. That's what I was going to say. The the people have the power. It's just like in our game. No matter how good of videos I make or Paul makes or anyone out there makes, the people videos and that's the thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, Armament and Axes just gave us 10 bucks. He says, OK, show's almost over and I'm the only one super chatting. Uh, <laughs> Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been awesome. And I hope you come back soon. Um, I knew you guys would click. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I, I kind of like, you know, I, I enjoyed the show. I don't know. 
What about you no, guys? No, that's fine. That's fine. I usually um, drink a drink of beer about this time though, so I've been holding off because I don't know if your audience was actually into that. So uh, no, you can drink a beer, man. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can have whatever you like. Yeah, yeah we're is, beer guzzling. <laughs> it's beer thirty for me right now. Yeah, we're, we're, well, you know what? We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up though, because there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff. I know everyone's been working and doing things. Um, you know, so how how about we do this, Walter? Um, yes, we're gonna sir. be we're gonna be off the air doing this for a couple of weeks. Uh, what do you want the people to do so they can keep up with you and get their Walter fix while we're gone? Walter fix. Uh, Monday, Monday, the MP5K stocks go on sale for those who want one. Um, and uh, keep it up in Instagram and Facebook. Just keep watching that. I'll be posting some more pictures of stuff we're doing. Oh, Bear is coming on. to Walter right now. I can see oh, it. Look at that. I got, a, I got a Heineken from, nice. yeah. from my honey. So um, yeah. cheers. Yeah. Uh, cheers to you, man. I, I don't. I don't have. I've got to drive home, so. But uh, <laughs> as so, I like to say, my favorite stick bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, always. Always, <laughs> always bottoms up. Um, but anyways, yeah, just watch uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I'll be posting. And I'll try to keep everybody a uh, give them a fix of of, of of gun gorn, so to speak. Okay, so, cool. Bob the Horrible says hashtag Walter Keeney. And no, uh, <laughs> chance there, Bobby. <laughs> C4 Defense uh, gave us 199. He says, Hank, need an address to send you a C4 Defense hat. Okay, very cool. Um, you know, if you've got my number that I give out, send it through that. I, I give it out on the, if you're in hankstrange.tv, we're going to send it out pretty soon. Um, um, actually, you know what? Here's what I'll do for all the folks out there. Before I go to Paul, we're going to let Paul tell everyone how to uh, get in touch with him. Look. There goes my number right there. I'll show it again. You can text me at this number. one 251 There you go. You can even call me when I'm on the road since I'll be driving on so the much. Road again. I'll, I'll probably answer a couple of times. It's going to be westbound and down. Roll it up and trucking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Paul, okay, uh, tell the folks out there, um, you know, first of all, thanks for joining us, Paul. Yeah, you've been, awesome. time, man. Yeah, you've been patient. I know Walter and I have been running our mouths a lot. Yeah. You know. No, I'm the new kid in town, so I gotta I gotta be patient about that stuff. Uh, right? no, <laughs> Absolutely, we are honored to have you on, man. You're a really cool, dude. Um, you know, these folks have been telling me that for a long time. I'm glad we had the chance to meet. How can everyone that's watching this now and later uh, support you? Um, we actually, um, which we don't do a very good job of doing the Patreon stuff or anything like that. We probably need to do that. In fact, a lot of folks on here have told us before. You know, you need to do that. We've actually. Uh, We've never pushed that enough, and we need to start doing that. So that's my fault. Um, easiest way to keep in touch with us, obviously, is going to our website, legallyarnedamerica.com. And we, we're on all the social medias. I do want to point out real quick that we have uh, a new series that we're starting up. And actually, I don't know if I have the third gun close by. But uh, we are going to resurrect the old argument so we can get people to fist fight in bars. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what caliber is better? We're going to be comparing. Oh boy, oh uh, the, boy. the nine, the forty, and the forty-five. We're going to be talking about some history behind them and things like that. I don't have a preference. I prefer them all. I like just like I like all guns, but um, we'll figure to give somebody something to argue about and fight about. And uh, we're going to do gel tests, uh, you know, felt recoil tests, all kinds of stuff like that. It's going to be something fun, and we're doing it with all of. This is actually not one of this is a Zev Technologies Glock, but. Uh, just to give you an idea, we're using all subcompact type guns because we're doing it more aimed at the concealed carry audience. 
So just so the, um, how can I explain it? Just so the, the 45 guy doesn't complain that we gave the nine millimeter, excuse me, the nine millimeters an advantage, we're going to shoot them all out of the same style gun and same size gun. So they're all the same size. Uh, this is the obviously the 45 and the Glock. So it'll all be shot with the same size barrels and everything. So you can't say, oh, your barrel was three inches longer. So you got better ballistics out of it. We're going to do our best we can to keep it kind of even. And, uh, you know, we'll see. It's going to be something fun. I like doing stuff like that. That's got kind of a recurring themes in that, especially things that are extremely polarizing in this industry. You know, the Glock 1911 type thing. You know, you can get into that argument. The AR versus AK. This is the, probably the, the third one that you can think of. That's probably the biggest arguing point. Okay. My uh, spoiler alert, my, uh, my sense of... Uh um you know predestination precognition <laughs> says that the nine millimeter will be the best <laughs> i'm sorry i had to get that in I had to what get about 10 in. millimeter what about <laughs> right 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 what about 44 magnum what about this what about that <laughs> yeah exactly. what about 8570 oh, yeah. use the wrong bullet or something you know it's too human in louisiana yeah, right, it'll, right. Be a it'll be something <laughs> believe me you guys do the online stuff the arguments that you hear you're like oh my God. You're in the wrong lunar cycle. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, strange media moderator Joe Loafers gave us five bucks. Uh, thanks for that. We appreciate it. So, uh, so the the folks that want to watch your videos and uh, talk to you on social media, how do they do that, Paul? Um, all of our videos are, of course, on YouTube, Legally Armed America, um, and also email. I'm kind of like you, Hank. I don't give my number out, but I I try to share my email address with as many people as I can. I mean, I find it. Um, being a very average guy, I find it very flattering that people actually want to interact with me. You know, so I mean, I welcome that. I, so I always put my email out there, Paul at legallyornedamerica.com. And uh, I, I enjoy that. I love the feedback, just like you guys do. I mean, when people interact with you, I learn a lot of things. And plus, you can kind of keep your finger on the pulse and know what that next series of videos might be something that you need to do something on. Um, we did some stuff on Cold War rifles that uh, I wouldn't have thought of the idea on my own. I love the Cold War era rifles, but I wasn't thinking of doing a series. And several of our viewers actually brought that up. So we did it. And it was it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I encourage that feedback uh, again, like you do. I, again, I don't get my cell phone number out, but that's really cool that you do that. I mean, that interaction means a lot to your viewers. I know that. Yeah. Also, I'm trying to be like Alex Jones and build up my own informant network. <laughs> the, the people, the people let me know. Let me know that they're, you know it's the it's the Stargates, right? And right. and the uh, the chemtrails. The people will let me know that they're out there trying to get get your tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I like to do that. Okay, listen, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up so we don't go way over. Uh, once again, th thanks a lot, Paul. Legally Armed America, man, it's been awesome. I hope you come back on. We could do some stuff, you know, or we'll, we'll figure out some ways to do things. And if you're ever here in Florida, Walter and I will. You know, we'll we'll host you. We'll machine, guns, machine guns, machine yeah. guns. I'd love it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so that's it. I'm gonna see you guys. Uh, if you you know follow me on all my social media, it's out all over the place. Hit me up on uh, HankStrange.tv. The number is out there. If it isn't, you know, we'll you we'll get it to you. It's the number is also in a lot of my social media. If you're looking for it to keep in touch, and we'll be all over the country doing the convoy across America. And there's going to be videos and I'll do some live things and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll let you know when we're coming back. Lola's still working. She's back there. She's still working on uh, putting out the newsletter. So we'll get that out to you guys. Thanks a lot. And I'll see a lot of folks at the uh, Leesburg event, Aries Firearms Training Facility in Leesburg, Florida, Monday the 16th. That's where we kick off the convoy. I'll see you guys out there. Till I get back, everyone stay safe. 
keep fighting for the Second Amendment. Keep an eye on Walter. Make sure he be- behaves himself. And definitely, <laughs> definitely check out Legally Armed America. We're out of here, guys. Thanks a lot. See ya. Peace. See ya.